You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. brought to you by mash those buttons covering world of warcraft classic and its community i am bobby also known as blazing bob and today we are joined by ryan aka the yip show how you doing doing great bob thank you doing fantastic new content out i know it's it's gonna be a wild episode but we've got, uh, we've got a month till i'm uh, bored out of my mind again so let's enjoy it while i <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, then unfortunately, no Mel this week. Her mom's in the hospital, so put your thoughts and prayers, whatever you do, uh, send it towards her, her, her way, and uh, she she should be back next week. But in her stead, special guests, two of them this this week. We have Duranosaur. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. How are you guys doing? Doing great. We're doing great. And his partner in crime, his brother from another mother, Wiki, also known as Wiki Potamus. I, I thought you were going to say his like life partner. Which it kind of, it <laughs> kind of feels that way. It. Yeah, it kind of feels like that recently, but uh, we're good. We're great. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I can't speak for Duratosaur. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm getting over uh, a, an illness, so um, forgive me, but I, I think I'm pretty good. All right. Well, as long as you're okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it was COVID, but no, I think everyone got hit. It wasn't like cough, cough sick. I have like this autoimmune problem and it like messes with my whole body. So uh, I it, know, but yeah. yeah, it it comes and goes, right? Some days are good. Some days are bad. But even the bad days are pretty good when you're when you're playing classic World of Warcraft and Black Temple and Hygel are out. This this is true. There's so many streamers. I think Crix was was sick the other day and he's like sick but this is what i'd be doing anyway yeah, like right? i totally streamed when i was sick and saw salve salve dally oh was man sick dolly was he was in a bad spot i oh, didn't man. watch it i didn't i didn't watch i don't know if you if we're covering like the race to world first for any of that stuff but i actually did not watch any of the big guilds um do their i watched their some we're gonna cover yeah, yeah we're gonna cover some of that in the okay. um news because oh, yeah. i have an alternative that i would encourage you guys to to follow suit with and i'll go over it when we get to that point but it's it's 10 times better in my opinion than watching the best girls in the world awesome well i mean lots of people love our recaps and they are not even close to the best in the world (laughs) so All right, so this week's episode we're going to go over just like normal reviews then uh, didn't have it. Uh, we have an email, but I think the show's going to be too packed today to do it. So we'll probably save that for next week. Then we're going to go over what we've been doing lately. Then uh, we're going to go over our Varg, our Varg flock and raid progress. Then on to the news. And then at the end, we're going to have a nice dis 
discussion about the journey that was the road to Ragnaros and thoughts and plans for the future of Hardcore Elite. So everybody strap in and let's go. Yep, we had some reviews. Yes, we did. So the first one is on Apple Podcasts. Love the show. I love listening to the show and anxiously look forward to each new episode. I listen at work and it always makes the day go by a little faster. I really enjoy hearing your thoughts and opinions on the latest TBC topics and the weekly guests always bring a fresh perspective. I do have one tiny request that I don't think is asking too much. If you could simply make a new episode each day, that would make my work week go by so much quicker. Just kidding, of course. Keep doing what you're doing. Looking forward to more episodes. Am I crazy? Did I read this last week? <laughs> am I am I, I going like, crazy right now? I, I, I can never tell like because did. We, we post them in Discord ahead of time. <laughs> oh, hold on. There's I probably think... just a lot of good vibes coming your way. Yeah. Oh, I put the wrong one in there. Yeah. Well, Bob just wanted to make fun of me for uh, for dying as a cat again. Oh my props, gosh. Props to Yip though for in here. remembering there what, we go, what you did last week. <laughs> of course. There you I go, did. Yip. Sorry about there that. This is uh, I believe this is John, who always comments on our YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, about how wrong never. We are. Never misses one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets us all. <laughs> uh, try, try it out. Um, this show is great. You know what I'm saying? I started listening to it after browsing podcasts as I had a bad tooth and was looking for something to listen to while removing it. I immediately <laughs> fell in love as I turned into a telescope while I listened to this wonderful show. Uh, great for when you got to take, uh, take your Ubers. Uh, gonna recommend it. Ubers, maybe. Gonna recommend it. Yeah, could be Ubers. Uh, gonna recommend it to all my coworkers at Falcon Car Wash. I don't think that this is the guy that posts comments I, in our YouTube. Well, <laughs> he's got like the same name, or close to the same name that he does on YouTube. Yes, but John. I Thank don't you, get, John. I feel like <laughs> we're supposed to get some sort of reference here with the Falcon Car Wash. Does anybody get this? Because I don't get it. Well, Maybe he just actually works. I mean, that's awesome if he <laughs> just recommends us. He's just sharing. It, just goes it, show, could be, yeah. it could be like one of those people. Have you seen the comments that are like, uh, like I always comment on, on YouTube videos with like, oh, great video. I stopped watering my goldfish to watch this or like something, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just one of those things could be. Could be an interesting be commenter. Yeah. Either way, thank you. Yeah, it just goes to show you that you can write anything you want as long as it's five stars, and I'll read it out loud. So <laughs> <laughs> take that however you like. This is good uh, to know. And then uh, we have another one on Warcraft Radio. Uh, Spotify's year in review says I listened to 11.5 thousand minutes of Warcraft loaded in 2021. It's a pretty good. <laughs> From <laughs> Bumbleduck, formerly of Crom Crush. Um, and his name on Warcraft Radio is Illegal Taco, which I also enjoy. So uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. Did you know that that's like the way to leave a review there? You log in with your Bnet account. Oh, so, so I doxed That's it. his Bnet. Oh, really? Ooh. Yep. Wow, I didn't know you could even do that. Very cool. Yeah. You can dox yeah, yourself. Yeah, it's just like uh, logging in with Google type of deal. God, I have a story about that. I don't know if it's appropriate for, for a podcast <laughs> setting, but man, my Google accounts are, they're royally screwed, you guys. <laughs> Somehow I set my default. So my, I have this like Smurf email address that I made for Rocket League accounts because I, I wanted to like play at a lower rank. 
And it's called X not a smurf 69 X at gmail.com. And somehow all of my Google like logins are tied to that one specific email oh, now. It became That's the like, master. So, yeah. Yeah. so okay. now, so now like it's the master, like it, like all of the payouts from like YouTube and stuff come from, Hey, X, oh, not a smurf no. 69 X. I'm like, Jesus That's incredible. Christ, you guys, holy. the IRS comes looking for you. Uh, excuse yeah. Me, uh... <laughs> oh, no. oh man. Well, to comment on this, this is a nice short and sweet review, but I think it like really, it really shows how much they like the podcast with 11,500 minutes. Like that is. Yeah. Ooh, or hate nuts. the podcast. Huh? Yeah, or hate the podcast. You can't put it past anybody. They can true, hate true. The hate listen. We probably do have hate listeners that are like, <laughs> I hate these guys. Ever Which since that wow fine. token fiasco, we've got a couple of hate listeners <laughs> just waiting for us to talk about retail again. <laughs> I need to I need to go back and listen into the the after edited version of the last show that we did live that I was on. I think we just cut you out entirely. I'm not probably, sure. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. You, know, you would have probably done yourself a favor if you got me out. Like, wait a minute. I know. That was great. We, had, great. we had like a heated discussion about it. I can't remember what it was. I'm not going to bring it up again, but. We did. Oh, we did. Yeah. We did, yeah, we did. I, I think, did cut that piece. I think Bob was like, that. actually, like, I'm actually going to post all of this. Like, this is all getting cut. No, like, yeah. so we cut that piece. And then a week ago, Bob, or like two weeks ago, Bob brings it up again to try to like get <laughs> me into that talking point again. Like no, I didn't know. I just, I just said it like you know, a cheeky like little jab at it. I didn't try to like actually bring it up. You brought it up. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. 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 Uh, well, black. What have out. you been doing lately? In wow. Yep. Uh, preparing for raid. Presumably, I needed fire as gear, which, as far as the other officers in our guild leader knows, I finished. Uh, <laughs> I haven't said otherwise to anybody. So. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, PVPing, and uh, they they made a lot of PVP changes, which we can wait to talk about. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a juicy that one. that that's been pretty incredible. Big fan of the PVP changes that came in, so I've been doing that every day. They made world PVP worthwhile suddenly, which was shocking and unnecessary. Uh, well, not I don't want to say unnecessary. I'm a big fan of it, but it did come out of nowhere. <laughs> um, I don't know what it's like on other servers, but even on our horribly unbalanced server. I like doing like Hellfire fortifications and like the um, the Terracar forest, like spirit towers and stuff like that is pretty easy. So uh, we've been out doing that every day. Oh, cool, cool. All right, what about uh, Wiki Duranosaur? Who wants to go first about what you guys have been doing in whichever game? I think Duranosaur should go first. Okay, uh, I have been exclusively doing hardcore in season mastery. Um, I've been working on some like max level stuff with a uh, with hardcore elite, just trying to you know be on and available as we try to you know continue pushing forward with that stuff. But then I started a a horde hardcore character. There's like there's rumblings of hey, if you can do it on alliance, can you also do it on horde? Um, it's it's not anything official yet, but I did miss playing on horde and leveling on horde, so I started a solo character. And then as I before I tossed it over to Winky, he and I and one of our other friends, only Black Smoke, started a trio or as we've been calling it, the threesome. Uh, and it's a hardcore threesome, which 
isn't what it sounds like. Uh, we're playing classic <laughs> hardcore as a group of three. Um, and it's actually like some of the most fun that I've had in WoW in a long time because we are spending probably more time like coming up with ways to annoy one each other, one another than to actually like play the game. So it's been an absolute blast. I bet, I bet, uh, I bet like you're just like, okay, well, why are you over there? Like we mm-hmm. need to do this over here. Uh, are you close enough for you to get the kill here? Okay, well, get close enough. <laughs> that type yeah. of deal. It's, it's, it's like everything terrible. you know about. I went to go learn something over here. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. horrible. It's been the worst. <laughs> it's fun, but it's horrible at the same yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. But I've, I've been playing some WoW. Well, hold on. Okay. I wanted to follow up one more thing on that. Oh. You guys plan to do all of the, the five-man dungeons, three-man, right? That's part of your challenge you're doing? Yeah, that's like... The I would say the main like goal of this trio of this threesome that we're doing is to try to clear every dungeon as this three man squad that we are uh, that we created. Okay, mm-hmm. that and that's what I kind of yeah you know, I just wanted to gloss over on that before because that's going to be neat. I think are you going to try to wait till you're pretty much level cap for the dungeon before you go in there? Are you going to try to really because I've seen some other challenges where people are going in at ten and. Ten, ten manning all the all the yeah. five man dungeons on like really low level characters like so there's oh, different yeah. challenges going around yeah so what you're talking about that's that's called noob core that's head up by jamin he streams on twitch he's a phenomenal member of the hardcore community and they do they do 10 man raids at the minimum level of every dungeon that they can which is it's a super interesting challenge i like big shout out to them um, yeah, big but for our chat group, for Jamin last night, by the way. Oh yeah, he died at level eleven in the dead mines. <laughs> oh no, I I uh, watched some of that because I raided only Black Smoke later on the night yesterday after you raided me, Duranosaur, and they were doing that, and I was blown away because I didn't think you could do that any anymore. I thought they like changed it. But I guess they just changed it to give the proper EXP because it was giving full EXP back when it first, like classic first launched. But I didn't even realize you could still go in 10 people into dead bodies. Yeah, yeah, you can do it I think for every, every dungeon other than uh, the, this level 60 stuff, right? Like Skolo Strat, you cannot 10 man. Yeah. Uh, BR, BRD, you can't 10 I man. Think but, it's, but you can do it all the way up to Maradon, I think. So I yeah. didn't even know this. Yeah. It's so crazy, it's a it's a super sorry. cool thing that they're doing, yeah, for sure. We are. Yeah, uh, it was exciting to watch. I think our goal is to do it like either at equal level with the final boss, or maybe like one level above. So we're trying not to do that thing where you go in like at the highest possible level and you're like four levels above the final boss, and and it's like what I've been doing on my rogue on all the dungeons. Well, I guess so. Like I like I could basically so far all the dungeons I've done, I could basically tanked. Like maybe not the last boss, but I mean I'm off taking everything. It's like it's yeah. just like, eh. but that's sort of but, like you know. yeah. I think that's a good thing if you're like newer to hardcore or you're worried about dungeons in hardcore. Like there's no there's you know no reason to not do that and give yourself you know that extra safety both like mentally like oh I feel a lot better because I'm out leveling this stuff, but also you know your character is more powerful. You just you're you know, you're still doing hardcore, you're following all the rules, um, but there's no reason to take, like, a ton of risks with dungeons if you're not, like, already comfortable with them. Well, where I'm at is 
I just want to complete this challenge once, and then I can yeah. start effing around, right? You know, like so. Yeah, but Wiki, you were saying you've been you've, you've been playing more. Yeah, just playing well. You know, uh, hardcore Road to Ragnaros as an event has come to a close for uh, at least at least uh, the first clear, uh, but that doesn't mean it's ending. You know, we're all going to keep going. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to my character uh, getting into the raid for a rag kill. Um, Cause I was on the desk. I, I voluntarily sat out and I've, I feel just as accomplished uh, as accomplished as the rest of the guild does. Um, Cause this was by no means just 40 people doing it alone. Right. There was a lot, oh God, yeah. it's like thousands of hours of work that went into that Ragnaros kill. Um, yeah. And I think we can replicate it with less work. So that's kind of like my goal is to just come in and, press the shadow bolt button and uh kill rag but in the, other than that i've been doing our, our uh hot and sweaty hardcore threesome with duran which has been really fun um and i'm also leveling a troll shaman on obsidian edge hardcore and uh as an alliance main i've i can also say that i've missed the horde my very first hardcore character that i got one to 60 was a horde character and i'm I'm very excited to be back in the Barrens and run around on a shaman. After hearing all your guys' stuff about all the buffs you get in the, the Barrens, and then looking at all the gear that drops from these rares that are all over the Barrens, I'm like... Horde is easier. What the hell, And this is a fact. It, it's actually a fact. The weapon progression on Horde is way better for any melee class. The, the level 30 to 60 is just a smooth transition on Horde. There's no, there's no stop in this Naga Cave and Feather Moon and grind for two levels, you know? That doesn't exist. Um, in my opinion, the Horde's literally the pinnacle of like a cozy leveling experience. One to 60, you get consistent upgrades and you just have a good time and it's just fun. Uh, plus there's a lot of flavor quests like jump off this giant mountain and stone tower or uh, in thousand needles and test your faith, right? Like, uh, so it's, it's really RP. The Horde, the Horde's really cool. Um, I'm a huge fan of the framing that Horde is just a cozy, relaxed for babies experience. I'm yeah, glad yeah, that it we is. can now yeah, be official on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, well, for everything except you. raiding, right? That's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it depends on which raid. Like, if you look at AQ40, right? Like, uh, the Lions had a way harder time on mm-hmm. um, Hydros. Visitus. Right? Or Visitus. I'm sorry. I said Hydros TVC on the yeah. brain. But uh, yeah, it, I mean, it, it depends on the raid. I think, I think, and also the Horde have a way easier time distributing weapons to melee classes yeah, um, alliance, alliance is god awful if you're if you're hoping to be a sword rogue good luck yeah. you know on alliance yeah. so it's just one of those things i the one thing alliance like you know i leveled in classic but the hardcore experience has been neat for me because i'm doing all these crazy long quest chains that i never did because of the rested x uh, xp thing if it told me to go over, way over here, I'd be like, Mm-mm. Just mm-hmm. do all the quests in this area, then move to the next one, do all the quests in this area. But like this thing's had, like it knows you're going to be going over here and it's like, okay, grab this quest. And then eventually you're doing this quest and you're like, damn, this quest has been in seven different zones and I haven't really even noticed that I'm keeping doing it. And it's a ton of quests I never did. Yeah, it's a lot of secret like hidden quests in Classic that are in the mid 40s range that you only get if you do like, the breadcrumb quests from like six levels ago in the wetlands, mm-hmm. right? And then like, and then it travels you across. You go, oh, gotta go to Darnassus and talk to this one guy about dirt. Then go to Angoro, and like, it's just this all this crazy 
uh, little yeah, things. I got a these. 14 slot bag from one of them that was just what? like, oh, cool. Yeah, Cort- Cortello's Riddle. Mm, yeah. yeah, The Riddle. I never do that one. But then again, I also don't follow the rest of the XP guide. I should. It was dangerous AF, man, because you like you had to go into the three boats in uh in South Shore, a little under level. That's probably why I don't and, do it. Yeah, it was uh <laughs> and it's randomly on one of the three boats at any given time. And so it's kind of a pain in the butt, but I was like, I'm gonna do this. Well your boat your boat death counts only at one. Right, Bob? Like, I mean, you've only ever died. It was actually under the boat. Hey, it's boat, know, boat proximity. It was water, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, the boat kills people, man. Any any boat in that game, it's it's a horrible place. Oh, uh, yeah. I was doing the quest where you kill the three the three captains yesterday when Duranosaur raided me, and I was like, Wiki always says don't do boats, but <laughs> fuck it, I'm doing it. <laughs> you got to do it for the viewers. Yeah, oh, man. Do it for the thick content kills people more than <laughs> oh yeah anything else, man. Yeah, I was like just chilling, eating, and then all of a sudden raid of whatever it was, and I was like, ah, hey, oh, uh, okay, we're gonna go do something cool. I promise. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me, it's nothing. It's just been you know, I'm uh, just a hair from level fifty. Um, been going pretty strong in the hardcore. Haven't died, so but do that. Mel and I are up to like back up to level thirty-seven on our druid priest duo. So we've passed our uh, level thirty-five death, and I've just been doing that, and then doing the new the new raids and uh, switch to Aff- affliction warlock, which boy. It's been one of the interesting things. Like I don't know if my mind will change later, but I've always played the most selfish spec. The most selfish class anytime I've ever played World of Warcraft, like the one that's gonna be on the top of the meter in your your actual guild run. And this was oddly satisfying. Like it was like I was like, I'm building other people up. Like and it felt good. And I was like, why didn't I ever try this before? War- any warlock specs fun in my opinion you just play warlock yeah it's been it. actually definitely more fun i've got to redo my 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 buttons are horrible so i gotta like redo for affy but it's been uh it's been neat but that's about it for me and what i've been doing anybody else got anything else before we move into varg flocken have, have you been playing tvc winky i have yeah i've just basically been raid logging um yeah. If I'm being completely honest, uh, I'm I'm kind of in a negative Nancy mode with TBC. I'm not very excited about Black Temple and Hygel. Um I don't know if it's because I've been in like going through the motions uh, long enough in classic iterations of World of Warcraft, whether it be classic WoW or private servers or anything like that, where it's just like, yeah, this will be cool for three weeks while it's on progression. And then after that, I'm going to hate it and I'm going to have to raid log and get on every other night and, you know, uh, grind for some gold or do whatever and it's just i don't know um it could just be that i'm falling out of of the raiding environment now that there's finally a solid community i think i don't know it's probably a mixture of things it's either it's either that i'm just getting tired of raiding or my true passion lies in the world of azeroth which is better explored in hardcore in my opinion so i don't know i don't know we'll see 
Um, but I plan on I'm planning on enjoying Black Temple and Hydral during progression and then seeing where it takes me. I really want to get into Sunwell um, and see that that content. And I, I, I still don't think there's anything wrong with raid logging in TBC. I mean, it's the game's built a lot for that. You know, there's it's very front front loaded. You know, mm-hmm. and Wrath will probably be the same if you don't PvP and stuff or work on alts. Like, there's yeah. really not a whole ton to do day to day in TBC. There'll be more in Wrath though. I think like with the more dailies also yeah, in tbc maybe. when the aisle comes like it, they'll, they'll, they'll be a lot more fun to be had but i i want to look forward to wrath i, I loved wrath as an expansion but uh the first phase of wrath i mean nax ramus again it might just kill the game in my opinion like literally it might kill the game people might start playing wrath in phase two let's just hope they like understand to make if they want to do the phases, I mean, we're probably going to be talking about this at length, that, you know, in the next coming months at some point. But hopefully, phase one is a lot shorter, and they just extend phase two because Oldwar can be pretty cool. Oh, so, Oldwar was amazing. Yeah, so hopefully, you know, they don't they don't have too long. But you know, it's everything's always hard with arena seasons and that's where mm-hmm. everything kind of runs into problems so i don't know how how that'll go that is one thing i want to get into in tbc is, is i want to learn arenas it's it's a thing that I, I back in the day it was really fun to get into arenas and goof around because there was no real meta figured out i'm talking like original tbc right uh, that that was really fun you just get on and goof around with your friends and like learn things um but now that the meta is so strong and you can go on twitch and watch you know, Josito and Bobka and like all these really good arena players, like uh, the barrier to entry is pretty high in my opinion. So I want to, I want to learn to get into it, but I also just don't know if I want to dedicate 80 hours a week to getting good at it before. I mean, it literally is that it's just a lot of time and a lot of studying, but I mean, our guild, our guild leader has managed to get into the two K's you know, studying mm-hmm. and everything, but he is playing quite a bit. I don't know exactly how much, but I know it's a good amount. I think, I don't know. It's weird too. I, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, if you stream on Twitch or YouTube and Duranislaw might comment on this too, it's kind of like you, you have more pressure on you to perform and to like prove how good you are quote unquote at a game even though the vast majority of people that watch you probably don't care if you're good or bad at it. Honestly, you could probably make a pretty good following out of just being real bad. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you could do like the whole zero to hero saga and all that. Yeah, I think that with arenas, especially if you're having a good time, even if you're losing, I feel like your view, like people would still enjoy watching it. Yeah, but I mean, I look at people like Cargos and he didn't, he didn't stream arenas until he oh, was because he, he didn't like it. Well, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't want to lose in front of people. Well, that's exactly what <laughs> like, I mean. Yeah. Like he didn't like streaming it because he didn't like that. You know, there was like this backseat gaming and and uh-huh. like. I think that oftentimes people like him, like high end arena players, um, they know when they make mistakes. Right. Yeah. You know, if if a mistake that you made is what costed the, the match um, and having like a chat full of people like just like highlight that to you, even though you're already aware of it and you're already going to like try to improve upon it, like that can be exhausting, I'm sure. 
I'm yeah. sure, yeah. If or if you just like me and you're like, well, I'm gonna just learn more from chat today than they're gonna learn from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Chat is a huge resource. Dranosaur type we were talking about that the other day. Chat is a massive resource. I think uh, Dude, it's, it's nuts. Like I've got a like an itty bitty chat. And they teach me so much stuff. Yeah. I'm like they're like, well, you know, you could do this o- over here, and I'm like, what? Yeah, you could. There's there's certain days, there's certain days where you'll go live and you'll just be talking, and like you'll be like, yeah, well, you know, I need to go talk to like a, a marine biologist about this animal, and like someone in chat, I'm a marine biologist. What what's your problem? <laughs> and it's just it never ends. It's nonstop. It's just there's always somebody that knows it's everything. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, it's he in my backyard sick. I need to talk to him here. Yeah, my biologist. my dog was sick, and my chat was like, oh, three of us are registered vets. I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? <laughs> yeah, well, I uh, <laughs> yeah, I like had like my dog needed a, like little you know boots for the snow and one of the people worked for a one of the, the people in chat zim worked for a you know a company that makes like oversized boots for for dogs i mean they make a lot of stuff but she's like sent me the link i ordered them and everything like i mean it's cool yeah i have chat recommendations when i got my puppy i i, I told the chat if anyone owns german shepherds give me a link to like your dog's favorite toys um and i bought all of the ones that the chat linked in the channel, you know, like their German shepherds love it because my dog kept ripping up every toy we bought her and, uh, they're all still alive. The toys are still okay. And they're all her favorite toys. Literally like, that's awesome. yeah, it's, it's crazy how it works. Like their, their resources, you can't sleep on chat. Like, uh, yeah, it's cool for as much backseat gaming. There is there's equal amounts, if not more, uh, positivity and resources that people are willing to offer. And it's just, it's cool. Yeah, it is cool. I mean, you do have the trolls that come in, but you know what? Like, they make it real easy to just slash ban, you know? (laughs) Sometimes sometimes if you out-troll a troll, though, you can actually uh, become friends with them. I've had people that showed up in my channel to troll me before, and then now they're just like my longest subscribers. I've got this this (laughs) one person who keeps making new accounts, and he doesn't change it up enough. Like, he comes in, he's always super nice at the start. And then he starts like throwing in the stuff and it's obvious <laughs> troll statements. And I'm like, uh, I spot you. And I'm like, banned. And then he makes another one. And like, they're, they're all created like just a couple days before each one. And I'm like, it's kind of a compliment. Cause this guy is so tenacious and wants to yeah. bug me so bad. He just keeps coming back. Yeah. It's like, it's like Apache D and lore swat. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, two, just two well-known trolls of the hardcore community yeah <laughs> and if you if you just roll with them and just like mm-hmm. dish it back at them they hang out and, a, yeah. and then they're they're like nice to the other chatters for the most part like mm-hmm. they're just there to give true, to like true. to just like you know give the streamer a bit of a hard time you just gotta the, Maybe the, i just I, have to work on i have to level up my trolling skills yeah. yeah i think if i didn't stream i would be one of those trolls in chat i would probably be akin <laughs> to that yeah be, it's easy to just evolve my, into that yeah yeah it's kind of like my personality would just be a sarcastic asshole all the time that's why yip egos me on halo now are you onyx rank yet uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh get a drum uh drum roll going for and now it's time for Varg Flock and raid progress bob's not gonna like my characterization of uh of what we're going to be talking about, but well, we show up to raid all raiders ready to go all focused 
on classic The Burning Crusade, uh, as, as of course, our main priorities in life are. And uh, we get in there, and uh, Mel is not attuned to Mount Hyjal. The, the quest that we have all completed as of ten weeks ago, when we <laughs> first cleared the end bosses. To, to, to clarify... She was at the part to where she just had to turn it in to the girl outside. But, like, we had summoned up top, like, and we're all ready to run in. And then Bella's like, I can't get in. Oh, my gosh. Bob's not going to like me blaming Bob just as much as Mel during this. But I do blame Bob just as much as Mel during for this. They have been playing Endless Season of Mastery, but couldn't be bothered to come make sure that they were TVC ready. Um, so, luckily... The the horde were actually fairness, very nice. I, I did. <laughs> I well, Bob. Well, uh, if you actually <laughs> if you actually want to know what happened, I always so I won't forget like these types of deals. I always go immediately right after raid, and I had to think back, and it was like one night where Mel was like, "I'll just do it tomorrow," and I was like, "All right, well, don't forget to do it tomorrow," and that's and it just never happened i think i asked her one time later hey did you do that and she was like no and i was like all right well make sure to do that after we log tonight um, but then mel's I not forgot. here to defend herself but <laughs> mel's side of the story is that she asked you multiple times if she was ready to uh go into raid and your answer was yes so i'm well, blaming I mean, I just equal. all i'm saying is i'm blaming you me. both equally all i'm saying is i'm blaming you both equally for why we didn't pull i don't think it's that big of a deal well, we didn't pull at 650. We pulled like 15 minutes later than we than we wanted to. Um, so it is, you know, it is a thing. You guys are are very concerned with classic. That's fine. So we we wait for Mel. Um, someone's someone's not salty at all, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it is a, it is the bare minimum requirement, Bob. And you guys have been playing a lot of classic season of mastery. Uh, we haven't done this for a while. I did it on yeah, my I mean, hard, 200. I mean, hard, hardcore's just been better. So we, Ooh. uh, that's fine. <laughs> Shots um, so, fired. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, so we go in there, we pull. Um, High Jaw, I was not super worried about. The only thing I was really worried about was Archimond, uh, going in there. And that is pretty much the case. We did basically as good as Salad Bakers did. So we're, <laughs> oh, you know, man. we're, well, we're on top of the well. world. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled about the same time that they did, and we wiped Wait, out the did second boss also. Did Tyrannosaur just say that that's a low bar? Low blow. <laughs> low. Oh, I thought you were like, whoa, that's well, a low bar. that's a low bar. Like, dang, <laughs> pie, dog piling on the... Saladakers had a rough day. They had a rough day, which was, like, in a way, good for me to watch, because it wasn't just, like... You know, you watch some of those like compilation streams where someone might be going through some of the world first or switching back and forth. You can't really get a good idea of what's going on. But watching Sarth, I was able to, <laughs> to clearly see what was going on as uh, everybody yelled at each other. Uh, <laughs> that that worked out well. But uh, Rage Winter Chill. I mean, these first four bosses and, and maybe maybe Bob will have a different experience. They're basically tank and spanks, though, with like one mechanic that you need to pay attention to. Um, yeah, it was um, the one boss kept silencing us. I don't know if we'll be able to fix that last week. The one, the big old sword, the wings. 
Yeah, like, I think that just. Uh, I think that's like just, I don't. Uh, I don't know if it was positioning and we were like too close, or maybe it was because we were in front of the boss behind you or something. Like that's I just don't how know. the fight works. Yeah, that's just. I think that's you just, just get mechanic. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So for Rage Winter Chill, uh, something that can help. Did we have problems on Rage Winter Chill? I don't really think so. Um, you can wear your uh, PVP trinket. He puts basically a stun on you that gives you a big debuff. We did not. We opted not to put on PvP trinkets, and we didn't need them. Um, so I mean that it, you know it was it wasn't that crazy. There are death and decays that come out. You just move out of it. Uh, but it, it, overall, it's like a tank and spang. It really isn't that crazy. Um, the waves are also not that crazy in the first part. Um, in the alliance side, uh, because they're all basically melee waves. So you just pull how all the videos tell you to pull. And then you AoE it down. <laughs> there, there wasn't too complicated. Uh, the off tanks were just like pulling the abominations off the paladin, and uh, pretty simple. The second boss was a little bit more troublesome because we didn't have like we we basically marked all the healers and uh, told them to spread out, but they spread out in like a semicircle. Uh, he does a cone that's like thirty degree cone that makes it so you can only heal like seventy five percent of your normal healing. Uh, so I, th I think we just had too many healers get hit by that. And then our our Paladin died, who was tanking the Infernals. Um, but that's a simple one, too. You just have an off tank, grab the Infernals that get summoned. Uh, I don't even think you need to kill them. We weren't killing them. Um, but it might be easier if you do. Uh, but yeah, I mean, pretty simple. People get slept. I know some people are using like some some BRD nonsense, <laughs> some alcoholic beverage that, that damages you, and if you pre-pop it, you'll get out of the sleep. Um, but you can just either, you can just eat the sleep. It's really not that that big of a deal <laughs> uh, to eat the sleep. Uh, I think it's the Sulfron Slammer, I think, is what people use. But also... In the trash, it, like, it was pretty... Like, we didn't really have to deal with a lot of the Shadow Bolts, right? Because you crafted, you guys crafted all the arcade bombs which i assume yeah. helped a lot yeah we made we made arcane bombs they are pretty useful i have a five second silence and they interrupt so um as necromancers and banshees come in like anything that casts you can just throw them on them and it'll help group them up i don't think they're required because the mages and the warlocks do so much damage on the aoe packs if you just send your melee over to interrupt the casters even if they like have aggro on a necromancer they're not gonna die um the melees are like relatively weak so like it just works out better to send send your suicide melee squad and they can start hitting that stuff uh, if you're not using arcane bombs but arcane bombs are not too bad to get um if you're a thunder fury loser like i am uh and by loser i mean i don't have one i did have 100 arcanite bars in my bank so uh pretty easy oh, to turn those go. into yeah. i can't believe you're still not going to go try and get one yeah what are you doing uh, why not it's sad, you know. I want at some point it just becomes like a, a I sad experience. Are you are you still doing like I tried to talk him into gar runs every week? We but do he wouldn't do it. Do you do uh, gruel runs? We do do gruel runs. Then you need to take all those people and tell them we're going to go do molten core until I get bindings. People right I don't offered. think he would have to do anything. I think people would people come would just people if he go. asked. Damn, that is that iconic. I would never do that for someone in my guild. <laughs> well, well, Yip's special to our guild. Though. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a vital role. Well, I'm a druid now, so I don't, I don't care about loot. I'm a big, I'm a big bear, and I put on agility. Would you like to join our threesome? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might have an opening for a bear. <laughs> Pretty soon. Wow. I'm the bear. 
<laughs> if Duran dies. Yeah, I'll slot right in. <laughs> it should be easy. Um, but that's we'll Anatheron. Yeah. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but that's Anatheron. You just spread like we, once once we wiped there, we just split up our healers. We're just like, okay, stand here. <laughs> um, and then that made life a lot easier. Once they were in like an actual circle around him, uh, it wasn't too big of a deal. Um, after that, you go to the horde camp, which is way more annoying. Uh, obviously, it was our first time in there, so our mob management will will be better in the future, I'm sure. But we were just like running all over the place. There's gargoyles <laughs> everywhere. Uh, people are pulling them in different directions, and it it was a little bit chaotic. But... I remember. So when the big frost dragons come, I'm standing there and I'm looking around. I'm like, "What is hitting everybody?" I see the stuff coming down. I'm like, "What is hitting everybody?" And then finally, I like I see like some shadow bolts going up, and I'm like, "Oh, it's like," and it's so. When you have your camera like way far back and then you try to look up, it's the most uncomfortable like thing ever. Like your camera goes crazy and you're like trying to like target up top. Like, is there an easy way to do that or like a targeting macro, there... right? I would have to make sure you're fully zoomed too. Like you have to put in a a special little Oh, if like I did setting. put in the full zoom, I wonder if I could see him just above without actually. I could, I could see him up. above. I could, I could see him oh, above. Oh, okay. Then I up. need to use. Yeah, then I need to use the zoom macro. Then okay, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the problem is, is that other than the melee mobs, the aggro doesn't matter at all. It didn't matter that gargoyles were flying all over the place. They do like seven hundred a hit on cloth. It was like, okay, well. This isn't a big deal that these are flying all over the place. Like maybe our kill times could have gone up faster if we grouped them better. But the fact that like everything was like chaotic, it didn't really matter as far as like deaths at all. Maybe like one person died on on trash uh, at any time. And we even had a situation where our prop paladin died at one point just because people, I think, weren't ready for him to run up and take stuff. Uh, and we still like handled the wave fine. Um, the trash waves. I mean, I don't want to say that could be harder because dying on them is such a waste of time that I don't know if I want like a majority of guilds struggling in Mount Hyjal. I don't know if that's healthy for the game if everyone's just stuck in there forever. Um, but our guild found it like I would say pretty easy. Um, the The next boss is Kaz Rogal. He is the mana burner. And if your mana hits zero or low, you start blowing up and killing people. Uh, we had a ret paladin do that, of course. Um, because he hates potted instead of mana potted, but that's okay. <laughs> that sometimes, was hilarious, sometimes, though. Sometimes you gotta. It's just it. Once the boss is dead, it's hilarious. It's scary during the boss because you have to do all of the trash again. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, and didn't he blow up all the melee? Yeah, but I don't think everyone died. <laughs> I think that uh, uh, it was. Just, we're uh, like pretty heavy. We're like a pretty heavy melee. Guy. We're a normal we got, like. I uh I mean from what most people say like we're pretty heavy like how many we only have, you have one caster group and then one half caster group basically we have two caster groups and two physical you groups. have do you have like a four warlock Ellie shaman group and then like a three mage shadow yep. priest we have a two Ellie mage shaman. shadow two, priest two mage one shadow priest Ellie shaman and then we so. put a, a we usually put a holy pound in there to uh, okay. holy light a lot so we're we're uh, yeah that's pretty normal relatively standard um. How many I hunters? Feel like my guild's pretty normal. We, we, we're hunters. actually sitting our rogue for oh. progression because we don't want any melee. Yeah, our uh, GM hunter switched to a warrior out of uh, desire for glaives. 
No way. Presumably. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was going to say, that's, that's, um, that's a downgrade. If Casimo's in the chat, he's just trying to make him nervous. <laughs> the, the swap the swap did happen, though, uh, which is fine. We could we needed warriors, and uh, it, it made the switch off my warrior easier. Have you decided who's getting Pride Glaives? Or is it just going to be a roll? How are you, DKP, how are you handling it? Probably. We're probably putting it to DKP. I think so. Obviously, like the rogues are the only real people in contention. We have two rogues. Um, I think that our GM who switched to Fury Warrior is going to probably bid them up to some amount of DKP and be like, I'm bidding this. And then it's up to you. Like, I'm not going to bid higher than that. So you guys can take it if you want. But I think mm-hmm. he's going to force them to spend some spend amount of something. DKP. Yeah. 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 Um, DKP is such an interesting. I don't know the last time I used like a DKP system. Same. DKP how- is so good. It's Really? So you like good. it? There's no it other way. It makes it a lot easier for guild leadership, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, the thing is, the, the thing is, the the way so it there are many DKP systems that do not work. Our DKP system that we have like eventually settled on, I find causes the least loot problems that exist. Like there are just basically almost no loot problems whatsoever. Um, you have full agency on your own. Like if you lose an item, it's only because of you. You can't be like, oh, why did he not get proud to me? Like, blah, blah, blah. Like we have a blind bid system. So like you just type in how much DKP you want to spend for an item. And if someone else Mm -hmm. wins it because you didn't type in enough, like that's, that's all it comes down Mm -hmm. to. So, um, we have like no issues there, but yeah, I mean, there are, there's always like, there's always like a scary idea of like a huge item dropping and it goes to someone who leaves the guild. Like we've had issues like that before, but, um, even in that scenario, even in that scenario, those people earn the DKP, right? Like they earn that DKP by yeah. showing up. They earn that item, and and yeah. it, it basically gets the least amount of problems for officers. So, um, war glaives are not like any kind of special item. They don't require you to show up to raid every week and collect shards and splinters to put it together. Mm-hmm. They're just weapons that drop off Illidan. Um, so, so I think get, our, yeah, this is the point though, that Yip made last week: is that you're not really crafting it like a Thunder Fury or like a uh you know ATS yeah yeah and so i mean it did kind of change my mind on like like how i thought about it like it is just an item that drops but what about i mean it's an awesome item how, but it is just an item that how, drops how do dkp guilds handle someone that gets a war like one war wave and then the and then the other one so drops? okay good good question i think that we are doing both war waves for the first okay the so you'll, you'll prio the person yeah to the both of them okay. so I, I would, they'll basically I pay the dkp one time we, uh, okay. our our guild okay. our guild has and i know I, i'm i'm kind of derailing by bringing this up but like I, anyone that's talking about the current phase i feel like this is the most yeah yeah this is the most interesting part for me anyways warglaves and how each oh i know about it. it and i'm not even playing <laughs> yeah like um we have one rogue he's my one of my best friends in real life and he's he's an officer of the guild and you know has been since classic launch and he's it's it's one rogue and two warriors, and we've decided that we're going to prio the rogue, and we use our own like version of onslaught system. Mm-hmm. But uh, he offered to sit for progression because he's a rogue, and it's like, well, who needs rogues, right? Um, but I'm like trying to pull his teeth because if he, if a, if let's say if by some drops. random chance, if one drops and he's not there because he chose to sit for progression. The next person in line for it's blue. He's a war- he's one of our Fury Warriors. He's on Golden State Guardians for like their arena team and retail or something. And like 
if we give it to him, we can't just like not give him the other one. You know, no, like we you have to keep them together. <laughs> yeah, you gotta give him. And get, I think and guilds that sucks. are splitting people glaives is like that's just a meme. Well, you know, and it sucks that like glaives are like they're you know statistically better for a warrior in PVE. But a warrior can't use them in PvP unless it's like a meme. So I thought like, that they're statistically better for rogues because rogues benefit from haste more. They they increase the rogues DPS more, but the warrior in your raid group oh, is going to the, do more. Oh, because the the maximum output of the warrior versus the maximum output is of the higher, rogue is yes. higher. That makes sense. Yeah. See, I'm a warlock, so I, all I care about is my skull of Gul'dan, and <laughs> and then you know. Yeah, I mean, we're we're blades. in a lucky position, and I think DKP wouldn't be an option if. There's only really three people up for contention in our guild for glaives, and it's both the GMs and then like our selfless rogue who helps everybody doing everything, who has been like improved exposed armor this entire time, who sat for progression on Kael'thas and Vash when we needed him to because we run two rogues. So it's like any of these people has, could has have a, it. He also has summoning alts that like help us summon yeah. to dungeons. I yeah. mean, he's. He's really a stand-up. We, we would not man. be DKPing it, I think, if there was anyone who like could take it that we wouldn't be in prio contention for anyway. Um, yeah. It just makes it then easier for us to say like, okay, if you want these, then uh, hopefully, I heard we'll I heard way. rumors that the the glaive prio is on an accelerated drop rate compared to original I heard about PC. that too. Interesting. Uh, uh, that's what I've heard also. So I think we'll Thunder Fury see. was also on an accelerated drop rate. If I'm being mm. honest, that it was either that Not or just so many more people were clearing <laughs> molten core from from earlier oh, on that we saw. I think that's what more. it was. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that yeah. every like molten core was molten core was so easy that you know a month into classic. Any Lord. guild that had 40 yeah. people was clearing was full clearing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas back in original vanilla, it was like six months or something right until the first yeah, like people was cleared yeah like, bwo was out and yeah the majority of guilds were still like yeah. what's this molten people core thing didn't even they yeah people didn't even know what molten core was yeah. like i remember like the like the guild tried to explain it to people they're like no it's a 40 man raid you're like 40 man yeah like well people were still like discovering that quests exist in random zones because there was no add-ons for it you know like yeah. yeah we killed the world boss in azura before ever entering Molten Core. <laughs> and we were like world second, or not world second, server second to like clear both Molten Core and BWL. Yeah. So like it wasn't like we were like behind the curve. Like it's, it, it was a way different yeah. thing. Mm -hmm. I think that, yeah, that just contributed to so many more Thunder Furies. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think so. Uh, sorry, yep. Based, I was just gonna say, based on our own drop rate, uh, it seemed to line up with like that three percent uh, per binding for us. But uh, yeah, there definitely were more than <laughs> than an actual uh, vanilla. But uh, in Mount Hyjal, uh, so Kazragal uh, will explode you when you uh, run out of mana, and he burns your mana. So that's uh, pretty important. Uh, but other than that, you just face him toward NPCs. We had a couple of tanks. Uh, Tanking cleave as well, too. He does like a split cleave where uh, the amount of people in front, just the damage gets split. And when it was in front of the NPCs, like I wasn't sure exactly how much damage it was going to do, uh, but it was like none. He did like nothing <laughs> to my bear. It was pretty unbelievable. Um, so that was pretty easy for me. I think really just as long as you don't explode, that boss goes down um, pretty easily. 
but yeah, uh, other than that, uh, Asgalar is next. Um, and he also has a cleave. Uh, he's the one that silences that Bob was talking about. He's got a rain of fire, which is annoying. And then he puts a doom on people uh, that you can pull over to the Torn warriors that are nearby. And uh, when you die, you turn into a doom guard and you can have an off tank pick those up. And the Torn warriors will fight them and they'll tank them. And uh, again, for most people, this is like very all these fights are like very vanilla reminiscent. It's like tank and spank for most people. And like one thing to look out for, like don't run out of mana and explode people. Don't be in rain of fire. Uh, it's pretty simple. So I think like going over the bosses pretty briefly uh, before you do the waves is like plenty. As long as people are looking uh, at what these bosses do, like there's not a I don't think there's like a hard progression on these bosses. It's just like keeping it together. Uh, and then finally, there's Archimonde, uh, who I would say is uh, significantly harder than the other bosses in there. Um there it's like a lot easier for like random things to go wrong because one person dying or one person messing up can have a chain effect so every time somebody dies on archimond uh there's like this there are a couple of different depending on what class dies uh there's a couple of different like debuffs and dots that go out which can be difficult so if one person dies it's likely for another person to die and then you just have a chain uh, and you all die but uh the big stuff is is that he'll knock you in the air you gotta hit a little little item that you get <laughs> uh as a tank i don't think i ever get knocked in the air uh but i was ready if i did <laughs> so uh bob did you ever get knocked into the air any issues uh every time yeah i got knocked in the air every time <laughs> the only thing you have to to remind people of is it like the slow fall is only a few seconds yeah so you do not want to hit it immediately you want to wait till you're about to hit the ground then hit it the closer to the ground that you hit it the faster you're back in the fight, too. So there's a little timing thing there. Yeah, like falling as a paladin. Like, imagine you have to bubble yourself before you hit the ground, as opposed yeah. to, like, slow falling, and you're trying to, like, glide your way down. Um, You just hit it right before you land. Yeah, and when you do slow fall, you fall much further, too. So the higher up you do it, you're going to... Because it shoots you away from the boss, at least... That was my experience every time was shooting me away from the boss. Yeah. And as soon as you hit slow fall, you're going at a much like a like, you know, less of an arc. So you're going even further back from the boss. Yeah. And he puts out a, a really horrible curse, which in conjunction with the fear that he puts out uh, can be pretty annoying. Uh, it does like a ton of damage. And then if it's not getting decursed immediately, people are dying. We had some issues in our wipes where like mages were dying to it when they could have like done it to themselves, <laughs> like decursed themselves and stuff. Um, but after I think I think maybe we had, I think we had two wipes and then we cleared him. Um, and yeah, I mean, he wasn't he really wasn't that bad either. Like you don't stand in the fire. And you hit the button. <laughs> The like first two wipes could have even been attributed to we just didn't have a decursor. Like we didn't think about it. We didn't have a decursor on our side of the map. Like so we just didn't at least the second wipe, like all the locks died from the curse and there was just no one there to curse. So they just ended up moving one of the mages from the mage. Yeah, group I think the problem is the there there are people group. within range, but once the if you get feared just like in like into the middle of nowhere, then People might not be close at all if there's like no one in your on your side of the map. Is is Archimond one of those fights where it's gonna be just basically 
you can get RNG screwed on your parsing. Like you just can't parse if you yep. get launched in the air. And, yeah. You know, oh like, yeah. It's it not just launched in the air. Yeah. The so the the way that we had to do it, like our parses look pretty rough on that fight, is because they're you have to just be careful with the fire. The fire will loop around and trap you. So like you might be like uh, if you're casting, you might just have to like run around really far to get to a place where you can cast safely again. But it's really worth it because how much damage can go out and how important a death is. You like have to move at least right now. Well, I think the isn't the strat supposed to be if you if the fire is following you, you just run straight back from the boss. Like you turn your character 180 degrees and run. Because I was yeah, watching could, a bunch uh, of attempts. That people, would probably be a, pe a good idea. People were running like in circles, like circling yep, their own raid members and stuff. I'm like, what are yep. you doing? Like, why? Dang, that's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, you could do it that way. We weren't really. It doesn't. It doesn't move that fast. Um, mm -hmm. That it seemed to be a huge problem. But I mean, I didn't have to move that much as a tank. So maybe Bob has a better uh, idea of how bad the fire is. Uh, I mean, I I didn't like it did i don't think the fire ever targeted me but i remember watching people running in circles i'm like no you trapped me <laughs> yeah but that's that's one of those things that i mean like i said it, it took us two wipes um i got pretty unlucky on that second fight and got crit with like 0.05 percent chance to be crit because my i i messed up my gear and didn't put a, a belt on so i got hit for like 10k um on my druid which for a crit is still not that high <laughs> it is not that crazy uh to be hit so it, it's really not that hard of a fight and i think that after a couple of weeks um you'll get like the fire down pretty quickly and, and most people shouldn't be struggling too much which i don't know how i feel i don't know how i feel about i kind of had a i had a sneaking suspicion would be on our command Clearing all of high jaw like super easily. We had we had one wipe, like I said, where we had to do waves over again. Um, it's like it is very different than the struggles of like Morgan Bash and and KT last very phase. Different. Uh, I'm kind of glad though to get some gear in. I'm hoping that Black Temple poses a slightly bigger challenge as we head to the later bosses. Um, when we finished high jaw, we actually went. Well, here, hold on. Before you move on to Black Temple. I do want to, like, all memeing aside, because I, I didn't really clear it up uh, in the beginning, but I do want to officially... Mel not being attuned is officially my my fault <laughs> and not hers. I was giving you the reasons and the excuses, but at the end of the day, she did call me and say, hey, are you sure that I am attuned? My memory failed me, and I thought she was because I knew that I was attuned and thought that she would come with, but ultimately, I could have taken a second, log into her character, look at a tune, and known that she wasn't, and possibly gotten it straightened out before raid time, and that was my ball drop and not Mel's. So I just want to clear text. that up. Gotta Bob drop must <laughs> <laughs> no, I have no text. Well, I'm glad to hear that no. your balls dropped finally. Um, yes. Well, there. it's just like it went once I told her, yes, you're attuned, it became my fault. So that's period. That's the end of the day. Like I put it on me. He's saying to make this sure now because there is more, because she was not on the Black <laughs> Temple part. 
um, which I didn't mention earlier. She couldn't get the phylactery from Rage Winter Chill, uh, which we didn't know. Bob seemed to know. I think Bob knew on Rage Winter Chill that she couldn't loot it. She told me I didn't. But but decided to conceal that from the raid. Well, we... (laughs) We talked about it. I had told Chet all of day that asked that like I, we were planning on just doing Mount Hygel, and that was that was the plan going in. So like I didn't. So when Mel said that, I was like, "You don't really need to tell him because we're only doing Mount Hygel tonight. Just like save it. Like you'll get it next week. It'll be fine." And then when you guys when we finished so so early, and you guys are like, "We're going to BT," I was like. Fuck. <laughs> I was like confused. I was like, why does it sound like everyone knows what? that? <laughs> what are your normal me? raid nights? Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, we raid uh, for three hours. Yeah. So okay. if we hadn't went to BT, yeah, you no would ever known. She would have just looted the phylactery. No one would have been paying attention. I, like. I feel I feel kind of griefed by Blizzard because um, yeah. I'm a Tuesday, Wednesday raid guild. Oh, and, yeah, that's awful. And their release schedules like, why would you release it in the middle of a week? Oh, we like, talked about this last week. Yeah. It's because of China. Like, is it? It he, has to be because of China. Well, be, well, I mean, because I can't now. I'm not doing Hydro Black Temple so until next week. E, like, we okay, didn't, we so didn't even go e, in. EU reset days Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We're Tuesday. China's Thursday. If they reset it Tuesday or Wednesday, China would get an extra lockout. Oh, I got you. Which so I this feel is, like this there is, when, is an easy solution to this. Yeah, there, we talked about this with Melderon last time. Forget China. This is this is when Bob should just tell me, like, hey Winky, shut the hell up and go listen to the podcast when you're not no, on. No, 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 no. I think <laughs> it's good. Yeah. But I'm, no, I'm I sad. I wanted to get in there this week and, and prog it, but uh well, Yeah, I mean it's it's actually crazy because even Wednesday would give a guild like mine a day to farm some trash or something or do mm-hmm. something kill rage winter chill then do bt trash whatever we want to do but mm-hmm. we had no choice we had three hours on thursday to do whatever and i don't know it, it's kind of a bummer because like uh, logs exist <laughs> and especially on a dying server uh which i mean our servers is i don't want to say dying but it's not super active there's not new people coming how well you do on your server matters for recruitment purposes. So the 100%. fact that like our progress is going to not happen until mm-hmm. next week. It's sort of like, yeah. okay, we're going to look like we couldn't and, do and BT. Durana, it's a dying Alliance server. It's definitely popping for Horde with 15k wow, yeah, Horde on there. Doesn't for recruitment. Doesn't make a huge Dur- difference Durana and I just had a long discussion on his stream yesterday about how much I hate Warcraft logs. So that's, yeah. that's mm-hmm. another one of the many reasons that I hate the damn website. Um, but that's a yeah, yeah. that's a whole podcast topic in itself. So I'm not even going to go further. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, we we had a problem. I mean, it didn't cause any recruitment problems, but we had a speed problem where we always take a break in KT <laughs> or in uh, in uh, Tempest Keep. We're always taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so our every speed boomer guild has to take don't... a ten minute break. Exactly. So our yeah. our we take speed... a three minute break. Yeah, I actually get offended because yeah. when when we switch we switch raid leads in my guild, but to, and mm-hmm. and when we switch raid leads. Uh, our new raid lead, what he started saying, like we would clear SSC and then we would head to TK and he said, okay, so everyone start moving to TK. This counts as your 10 minute break. Oh, I hate and, that. And I'd be like, the f- you, what? No, I'm a, ho- yeah, I'm a hard, horrible. I'm a hard no on that. Yeah. So, so I was like, you're going to require me to sit here and play on my 10 minute break. Like I got to pee, man. Like I got to go get, I got to go get six more beers so I can deal with 
this rape, right? Like, uh, yeah, you, you got to have a break in there. So like yeah. there's stuff like that where, yeah, Warcraft logs is, is pretty annoying. But like a release like this is OK. Only guilds that are able to raid six hours on that Thursday um, or, you know, four or five hours on that Thursday, they're going to have a, a much easier time than than other guilds. So yeah. that was kind of annoying. We did end up going into Black Temple, though. Um, without don't even you're not going to talk about how hard it was to do that stupid quest with 10,000 horde out uh, outside it was really easy to do the quest oh well okay well you actually got to port out like a lot of us got killed in that little akama room like and (laughs) like we're we like we never died there so we're trying to figure out how to get up there because we've only done the quest with, with flying mounts and we're like, no, we can't get up there. No, we can't get up there. And I'm walking with like four guildies and we're like, me and FJ are like, how do you get up here? Well, like, it was such the a quest pain. is very easy, I will say. Uh, the escort quest part, uh, you can just hover above them and like you don't have to do anything and you'll just get the attunement done. <laughs> you don't have to do you anything. You do have to stay pretty close to a comma, though. A lot of people failed like like twice because they didn't stay close enough. I think as long as you like see him you're you're pretty good. I was pretty far away when I completed it. Um but you have yeah, just hover above him on your flying mount. The horde were being pretty nice last night. Um or two nights ago. So that was that was nice of them to not murder us in the sky at least or, or try to grief us that way. Um uh, but we did go into Black Temple with 24, which was like okay. The uh the trash is like the trash is simpler, but some of it was was messing us up a little bit. Um, I'm sure having the poison one was like a little weird for us. Yeah, just the way that we were pulling. I mean, people were tired. We were pushing raid time um, already. So by the time we finished our uh, quest, we were probably at the end of raid time and everyone's ready to go to bed. But we wanted to get a little bit done. So we did uh, Nagentis, who uh, is relatively easy. We were down a healer, so we were five healing. Um, And his only mechanic is like a healing mechanic. You just have to top everybody up before you burst his shield. So... Um, we did that without a problem. Um, so that that really isn't a big deal. I would just say make sure you have like some amount of health. We had a couple of deaths of people who were at like 9k health who didn't get fully topped off before we burst it because not everyone when the call gets made to burst the bubble, it, everyone's just sort of like looking at health bars. <laughs> so if you have like 80% health, they're going to be like, oh, burst it. <laughs> so if 80% or like 85% of your health is not 8,500. <laughs> Having a little extra stamina will probably help make sure you live um, because people were just popping it and we have like one or two deaths, but um, no wipes there. And then we went to Supremus um, and he was the last one that we did. And Supremus is like Thaladred. He like fixates and walks around and bumps people and he summons volcanoes. Uh, but he, he also wasn't that huge of a deal. We wiped once. I think people were just dying to volcanoes um, and just like standing in them and they do quite a bit of damage. You kind of have to keep moving during the phase where he's where he's popping them out and uh, chasing people. Uh, He's really big. It was like hard to see (laughs) and he gets like right up on you. It's like pretty it's kind of a weird fight, Uh, but it also wasn't like super hard. I don't know if Bob has any experience on that fight that was different than mine. I think like the biggest thing just I like I realize is just like don't worry about your DPS like just run like and yeah. keep away from him and so that was like that was all that I but it was it didn't seem like the volcanoes the first time we did it 
all I saw was the stuff blowing up and chat was like, watch out for the volcanoes. And I was like, what volcanoes? And then I did it again. I was like, oh, you mean the molehills? Like it's these (laughs) little, you know, like miniature volcanoes, you know, that are about, you know, waist high and about the size of, you know, a bean, uh, a bean bag. So describing it as a volcano was what kind of confused me. I was like looking for this big thing, but it's just this little thing and you can stay away from it pretty easy once you know what to look for. Yeah. It's just annoying if you're being like chased and they get spawned in, in bad places. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that wasn't too bad. I think Shade of a Comma is really easy. We probably honestly should have gone and killed him, but we we stopped at Supremus. We were like an hour over raid time and people were uh, pretty done at that point. We got like no gems at all in Hyjal. It seems like Black Temple <laughs> is the 100% place if you're going to try to get some gems in your raid. Uh, that's the place to do it. We got like two gems out of Hyjal, which was not enough. Well, there were three mines. When we were walking, but they don't you like give search them. the area for my, oh, they don't always give them. They don't, okay. they don't give epic gems every time. Yeah. Do you guys uh, get any hay problem. strings off the trash in Black Temple? I don't, I don't know. I don't think we got much out of the Black Temple so. trash. Aww. We did, um, we, we got a ton of trash, trash after this. Yeah. Right after this, we're going to try to do some trash, um, and maybe shade if we can. Uh, but the high jaw trash was dropping loot like left and right. Like every pack had a trash drop on it. Um, we, I think, I think high almost got us 25 marks of the Illidari, which like covers everybody's flasks. Um, Dude, then there's like a haste drop, like an item that's like a haste buff drops or something. I had heard some about that. Kim got it. Oh no, you're talking, it's a mind control. You mind control the necromancers and they have a haste buff. Oh, that that's okay. Put on people. Yeah. Um, so we did that. I mean, there was really no point. <laughs> There's no point in really doing that, but it, it's it's cool. Um, actually, that's that's a useful tip. If you're struggling on some of the waves, you can mind control one of the necromancers in like a later wave, and like make sure everybody is rebuffed, make sure everybody is like full on mana, and then did drop the, it and kill did it. Did the Warcraft logs decide if the mind controlling those mobs is valid for the run? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that question. I know they were voting on it. I don't know the results of the voting. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know I would. I would hope either. not. <laughs> Good old Warcraft logs. Yeah, just would, taking would, charge would. and controlling the way we play the game since 2018. <laughs> oh man, Dude, we we're not going to get into it because we've gotten into it so many times. But parsing is bullshit in TBC. We all know it. So. It well, it's up to it's up to it's up to the players or Warcraft logs and when Blizzard how BS parsing is, but um, that sort of thing is obviously not a enjoyable way to play the game. So <laughs> I would hope it does not count for parses. Uh, but yeah, I mean we're gonna we're gonna go back. I think that our big problems are gonna be coming in with Mother Council and Illidan, which I think is for most guilds sort of the harder fights that are out here. I think Council is probably one of the hardest fights. Um, I've seen people recommending. I haven't looked through logs yet, but I've seen people recommending like seven healers for it, even uh, which we do have if we need. So that's not too big of a deal. Um, but yeah, so far everything is like rather underwhelming, I would say, compared to the difficulty of last tier. Um, but even last tier, the hard fights were the the end bosses. So um, I think next week we'll be toward the end of Black Temple. I mean, I don't see how we don't get everything done we got this week done on tuesday and then on thursday we're gonna have a full raid die time to just like clear black temple um, what is the just curious uh for the guild and what's the plan on 
Do we start the week like killing Vash and KAT, or do we no, start no. on the new content? We're going to start on the new content, and then we'll, content. we'll go back if we have time. But um, gotcha. It's just, I mean, we need to get like, especially next week, we have more people like uh, the people on the bench and stuff to get the rage winner chill kill. They have to go do the <laughs> Black Temple like escort quest while we finish high jaw. So it'll just be easier to get everybody on the same page. And then maybe the week after that, we'll have more time. Uh, but I think, I mean, depending on how the rest of Black Temple goes, like I think we'll be clearing pretty quickly. Um, Illidan's a little scary. I mean, I just don't, I haven't looked at logs of a paladin main tanking Illidan. Everyone said that it would be fine. I just haven't looked at logs of it yet, but there's not that much that really scares me for the rest of, of Black Temple, but it'll be interesting to see. I was listening to Sarth last night, and he was saying it's it's funny that uh, the current phase is easier than phase two launch. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. We've like I've brought this up multiple times on the show with multiple different guests, and kind of what your your take on it too. I feel like the reason that is is because original TBC. They had so many people struggling through everything to get up to that next raid, and they just decided to easy mode it to keep people subbed because they were seeing subs drop, and they just decided, hey, we'll just throw something in here, like, and we'll just maybe make sure it's easy. Like, and that's what I think. I think the only really difficult, even from remembering when I used to raid in TBC back in the day, the only difficult fights that I can remember were KT and Vash. And even then, like the mediocre guilds back then were still getting KT down regularly. And Vash was the only really annoying fight. Like I remember my guild, once Black Temple came out, we just said, screw Vash. We're never going to do her again. And we went into, we would clear SSC up to Vash. And then we would go do Black Temple. <laughs> like that was just yeah. kind of the way we did it. I mean, the, the amount of things that you have to do are mm -hmm. they're not even on the same scale like vash has so much going on kt has so much going on and during progression of those bosses like archimonde i was saying oh like if, if one person dies then it can cause a chain reaction where everyone's dying but on vash and kt progression if somebody died early on those fights it was basically a wipe anyway <laughs> like you would mm -hmm. already have this issue where like okay we're not gonna have enough like i mean obviously you have battle reses but um, you know, if you don't have everyone going into phase three bash, you might not have enough damage to get her down with KT. If you're not getting like Thaladred down fast enough when all the lieutenants are up, you're going to run into a bunch of problems. So having anyone die on any progression bosses is already well, harder. I, I also don't know if Blizzard can make a call like that and, and like stop what they're currently working on to like say oh well we need to keep subs so we need to make this next phase of content easier um maybe they can i don't know but it, it just seems kind of like i feel like back in the day when tbc was being developed bash like ssc came out they were they had a team working on bug fixes for that or whatever and then on the back end like months before ssc even came out they were already building black temple yeah. and hygel um, so maybe, I mean, other than adjusting the fights, you know, slightly. Yeah, it could and, just be random that they just didn't realize it would be easier, you know? I'm, yeah. Yeah. But it's an interesting thing to think about. One th other thing to think about is on the two new raids, the run back, easy peasy. True. Um, compared to like, I mean, you know, uh, KT run back wasn't bad at all. You know, you just fly right back really quick. You could even repair on the way. But the SSC run back 
was a bitch. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like that's just kind of luck with graveyard placement. I don't think Blizzard even considers running back runbacks because like after the Onyxia run back of classic WoW, you'd think <laughs> they'd be like, yo, let's do something about this. Um, but they, they never really oh, have. Yeah, the Audi run back. Holy crap. Yeah, you put yeah. that in I your think, mind. I, they you. probably just view it as, you know, this is incentivizing people to play better, you know? Yeah, true. I guess. Because yeah. you'd, you'd think because the devs all raided, right? The devs have ran yeah. back to Onyxia more times than we probably have, even when they're testing the raids. So you'd think they'd be you like, yo, this run back ran blows. back during testing or they just reset? I think they ran back. Boom, poof. I think I think, think so. Okay, and if not, I mean, they, they, they definitely ran back with their non-developer guilds. With their non, right? de- yeah, yeah, okay. They got yeah. Soulstone, Divine Intervention. They put things in the game that. Uh, yeah, that's true. You kind of have to wipe multiple times to run yeah. back. I don't even think I remember running back uh, in TBC uh, Classic, like relaunch. I don't think I've ran back to a single raid uh, since since we it came out. See a lot because there was just like bad spots i mean, I mean if you die we in the would only have to run something y- yeah mm-hmm. we would only have to run back in the dungeon and then the group that lived like the warlocks would mm-hmm. summon you know yeah true. we wouldn't have to run the dungeon but that walk back to ssc from that graveyard you spotted is kind of a pain in the ass oh it is yeah it's pretty it's even a pain in the ass just to get in the entrance to get summoned to back to vash you know um but yeah i don't know well, that's that's the raids. We uh we are what seven of fourteen. Does that sound right? It sounds right to me. I think yeah, there's fourteen yeah, bosses, <laughs> and I think five I think plus we... two is seven. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was pretty good. I like a lot of people are asking, was it underwhelming for you? And I don't think it was, just because I've never seen it to be. You know, first off, like I PvP'd in TBC. And on top of that, all of the creators that I trust were saying it was going to be a lot easier. So I was just yeah. expecting it to be a lot easier. And so I think I, I had think, a good time. I think the big thing to point out is that I don't think there's any situation where I want to be struggling in high jaw in a month's time. Um, not that we struggled now, but I, 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 I like these. This at least high jaw shouldn't be very hard the way that it's set up. Um, so I'm, I'm totally happy with high jaw. Uh, but once we see more of black temple, if, if everything falls over in black temple too, I think we'll probably be more upset, but, um, I don't know. We could, <laughs> I don't want to say we could use like an easy tier, but, um, it just depends on how, I mean, we're going to be here for a long time. I would, it would be nice if the end of black temple is hard and people get stuck there. Um, you don't want like people are going to quit if you just die on high jaw over and over again. You need like some sort of balancing here. And I think until you see like what normal guilds can do in Black Temple, that'll be sort of like how hard is it actually? Because uh, of course, like a lot of these guilds we're practicing, there's a lot of info out there. We do a lot of prep on what we were doing. I want to see what like an average guild is is doing out there. Because if they're wiping over and over, then I want to see fun. this is never going to happen, but I want to see Sunwell come out with no PTR. Yeah, that would be just, really cool. I just want a phase of content where people haven't been destroying it on a PTR for weeks prior to it launching, yep. you know? And then it's always it's always harder on PTR anyway. Yeah, if they can release KT and Vash and leave bugs in for two weeks, yeah. just go ahead and release it. Yeah, and let, we'll just call it the PTR. Yeah, let let's let's let it be 
bugged to the point of not even clearable and then the guilds that let do it clear be. it get like that prestige right yeah i mean that it's just crazy i mean with nax though they cared about like the integrity a little bit you know they they made it so that you did like you had huge buffs in there so you couldn't really tell how difficult the bosses were and, and stuff like that like there was some integrity to how hard it would be going in yeah i think for a lot of people like sunwell is the tbc nax where it's hard not a lot of people saw it and it would be really nice to go in there and sort of see yeah. what's going on in there. Well, this did, easy did you phase. Do, did you do the PTR or the, or the practice runs or it was the beta maybe of Magtheridon's lair? No, no. We Dude, didn't. it was oh. so hard. It was so hard. I think me and me and Cricks were like one of the, the only two raids that I was there. It. Yeah, Durana was there. I think you guys were the only raid that I think we were it. the only raid that cleared it and because they had accidentally Before given them. Yeah, they had accidentally gave Mag like three million more health than they meant yeah, to. Yeah, but they should yeah. have left it. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's what people oh, wanted. Man. People wanted that, though. Like, the, the vast majority, at least of the people that I know that play Classic, they, they want Although, that to difficult be fair, challenge. The vast majority of people that you know are content creators that really, it's just like what you tell me with hardcore. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, that's valid. You know, point. like, yeah. so do i know that everybody wants it i don't know but i think it would have been cool it's only one boss like go ahead and just make one boss really freaking hard and, like, and yeah fine. and then nerf it down uh maybe in like three two weeks three three weeks like just give the people that that want that challenge the challenge for and then let it be prestigious that you cleared it before all the other guilds on the server right like yeah. Uh, that's probably it, yeah because that's yeah. like a badge you guys could wear for yeah. a yeah. long time be like dude we killed the bugged double health bag. Yeah, and if you want to talk about like easy guild recruitment, right? Your guild, everyone would want to join it. You know, yeah, like you're you ahead would, of the curve. Yeah, you're yeah. yeah AOTC, right? That's the whole retail moniker, right? Yeah. Um, it's just one of the that things was, I yeah. wish. That's still something that. that I every once in a while I think about, and I'm like, we yeah, that's something that I'll remember for probably a long time, and just because I haven't done very much with TBC this memory of like oh on the ptr just a group of us who were like kind of content creators friends got together and we were the only ones who killed this buffed megtheridon against guilds like apes and progress that were also ptring <laughs> at the same time not yeah. to take us on a tangent but there's like a few things in wow that i'll never forget ever and like one of them is in vanilla during the BWL phase, so we were like, it was halfway through the BWL phase, it was BWL geared, but like, I remember, and I'll never forget it, I took aggro on freaking Ani, I was a rogue, and I tanked Ani the entirety of the last phase, Yeah, and like, everybody was cheering, and they're like, oh, dude, take off self, oh, dude, heal him, heal him, heal him, oh, oh, and everybody was, it was just like, one of the most epic moments of my gaming life, you know, it's just like, those types of things are amazing. And so I'm you you guys can wear that feather forever. Get ready to add to that list with hitting 60 on your first hardcore tune, because that's definitely I'm excited. It's, I'm nervous but excited. It's a moment you'll never forget. You need to start planning like what song you're gonna listen to, like during like while you're gonna on like your way. The RP walk. Uh -huh. Yeah. Your location, well, like where do you want to turn in your your last, you know, 20 XP quest? Yeah, I figured I'll do it with Rune Cloth at one of the major cities, I'm yeah, sure. That's pretty Or standard. I'll just walk, you know, do Iron Forge at RP walk, you know, at 59, right into the lava. And I just, 
We I'm, go again. I'm a I'm a borderline <laughs> alcoholic, so I always ding by turning in the quest to get your Rumsey Rum in Booty Bay. That's how I mm. prefer to ding sixty. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Then you drink all of it at once. I did forget to mention, and someone put that in chat. We are Vargflocken, the number one Phase Three Morgrim Guild. No one has executed Morgrim better <laughs> than Vargflocken has in Phase Three. And nice. I do want to give a couple tips. Wasn't it a bug? <laughs> N- well, it can't be a bug because other guilds take just as little damage as us. We're still number okay. one by just a little bit off other people. So he just like didn't quake until 10%. <laughs> That's the only, he just <laughs> didn't, he didn't do any mechanics. Maybe he was watery graving we people. Were so no, we, had, we had the same, th- we had the same yeah. thing happen in one of our attempts. Where he yeah. just didn't do anything, and you just pumped and, him down, and everyone yeah. parsed like a 99 or a 100, and you're like, whoa, cool, yes, look at that. and now we <laughs> are the number one <laughs> guild on execution yeah. for Morg. Yeah, we had that happen that on is. ATS. It's one of the crowning moments of our dad guild. Heck yeah, yeah, we kind of forgot to, yeah, Yip didn't even go over our Tuesday there raid, is, where is, well, we just, like, we killed every boss, like, we killed all of SSC, all of TK, Mag, gruel, everything in under raid time. We were like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. how you do it. Uh, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move into. <laughs> time for the news. So first up in the news, it's I mean, it's not news for us, but kind of interesting. And a lot of people think it's going to come to us. But I'm just saying, before I talk about this, the the WoW token was in Chinese servers a month into Classic, and it's still not on our servers. But the Chinese realm for TBC Classic has offered the, the Spectral Tiger as a six-month uh sub reward so you get the spectral tiger like the most one of the f- most famous things in tbc for a six month sub in china and i just thought this was interesting like i don't think anybody in china is mad about this i think they like this this is but... this is like this is such a culture difference that the only no one in this is just how it works in china and like korea like they don't they got they heavy item mall, a ton of cosmetics extra. Even even Diablo has like paid cosmetics that they don't yep. have in America. Well, like this is just how it goes, unfortunately. Let's let's think about it if you're Blizzard, right? If you're Blizzard and you have an item in the game called the Spectral Tret Tiger, which is which has always been some kind of monetary reward, whether it was the card game or whatever, right? And it's the year of the tiger with Chinese New Year this year. Come on. You, yeah. well, okay, you gotta just do to it, right? You clarify, just gotta be like, yeah. It's a different company that that runs WoW in China. I believe they give kickbacks to Blizzard, but it's a completely different company that runs it. So it's completely separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a little separate. The idea, the concept is still there. Yeah, uh, there's I'm, no I'm sure reason the you, love you it, wouldn't. Though. Yeah, there. I I like. I highly doubt that there are people who are who are upset about that over there. Um, I'm, I, I doubt that the spectral tiger even holds the same weight. Like, do people even know if there's like retail options for the spectral tiger in China? Like I'm guessing in China, the card game was never out. Like, yeah, they probably have something similar over there. So I don't know. It's people, people get 
really up in arms with this sort of stuff like like you said like the wow token in china but these are never like indications of what's going to happen here or anything like that I, yeah i, I don't be... think this comes to us <laughs> no. i don't think at all like it's too sacred here now what i talked about you know way back when tbc hadn't launched yet was i wish that the all the different prizes that were in the TCG game were in Hearthstone because I thought that would be a really cool inter integration. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't see this coming to us at all. And I just was curious if you guys thought that this was an indicator at all. I would love if it did, man. I'm I'm one of those people. I I people hate me for this hot take, but I want the WoW token. Like I want all of that. Give it to us in TBC. I don't really want the the WoW token, but if the WoW token came out, I'm one of your first customers. Yeah, right. No, not, yeah. I'm, I'm, like I'm like I'm not trying to like pretend I'm like all high and mighty. Like I will definitely buy it. I think it just comes with an acceptance that I have that Blizzard will never do anything about botting or gold selling. Yeah. So so the and the this only workaround. Yeah, the only workaround for me is like put the token in like. It's the lesser of two evils, um, but it's the only one we're likely to ever see <laughs> happen, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. They're not banning bots. They never will. No. Yeah, they're, they're not. There's actually... Yeah. Uh, I don't want to... If you actually think they're ever going to ban bots and you're like holding out hope... Well, they do ban bots, but they do it in a way that the bots make plenty of money to stay in business for the next time. Yeah, like, they do ban them. Math they just don't it. ban them fast enough to make it I, I've seen a not worthwhile for I've them. I've seen a content creator, like, reporting to uh, Blizzard community manager, like, just screenshots of, like, all these bots are on Benediction. Is like, it all these Solheim? Bots. No. Um, okay, because uh, that dude's YouTube channel, two videos a week on bots. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, I'm not, like, I'm not set your freaking out. watch to it. <laughs> I'm going to call him out. I call him out in his comments all the um, time, too. It drives me well, nuts. you got to realize, too, he wouldn't be doing it if, it if it wasn't beneficial for his YouTube channel. True, yeah. true. Of, I mean, he's getting views on just, it. It just drives me nuts. Yeah. I'm like, okay, another don't, bot don't, video. Don't co-op my point. <laughs> don't, <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't take my point. Go, go ahead. All go I'm ahead. saying yeah, is that it's laughable. Because they're not going to... Blizzard doesn't care. Like, oh, wow, you've done the research. You did the slash who... And look at all those bots you found with names that are just like slammed letters and they're guildless mages. Good work submitting it to us. We'll look into this. Like, it's what always a, a hunter with a pet that's named Chinese characters. Yeah, like you know, what a what a joke. Flying like, above not... the world and you know without a mount, just hopping along the air. Like, yeah, come on, it's, dude. It's 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 a Don't sad state, but come um, play hardcore where botting doesn't matter. Yeah. Let the bots <laughs> exactly. Go play hardcore or raid log and have a uh, a guild bank master mm -hmm. like uh ours that gets our guild everything we need that's <laughs> it's that simple just mm -hmm. uh just do that and then we'll be fine but uh yeah i mean that's that's the spectral tiger mount the other and next thing in the news oh bob's back just to speak to that though about kim like dude we found a freaking unicorn like and kim has now made it so we don't have to pay for repairs during raid too i mean Come on, like that's not normal. Listen, we didn't, we didn't find a unicorn. We built a unicorn. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> he, Kim, Kim We've was a nobody. Unicorn. Kim, Kim was, was a nobody, nobody. no parse priest, and we oh, took him under no. our wing. We fed him a benediction uh, back in like phase uh, two point five or something, and he grew from there. He sprouted up for us. 
He's a freaking unicorn. It's amazing. I knew but Yip you were would be taking toxic. us on to. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just saying, I knew Yip would be toxic at some point tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it goes. But uh, Yip was taking us on to the next point. So go right ahead, Yip. Yeah, they made a bunch of PvP changes that I'm a huge fan of because I've been thinking that. Maybe my edge walkers aren't the best boots that I could be wearing right now. Maybe I could getting I could be getting some season three boots, but the farm is just too unbearable. But they did a couple of things that I'm going to read out uh, now that they put in on Tuesday uh, after the season started, which is kind of annoying for some people who went out and bought all their stuff. And then this change, these changes came in, but. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> PvP faction items now require honored, which is the way I had always remembered it. Um, because I think that's how it was. <laughs> that's how out. it was, but yeah, it okay, yeah. On maybe we should just talk about each of them as you read them off. Yeah, I mean, just a quick note. I mean, they're not, it's not that important. So, this was the way it came out, but it was in Sun, yeah. it was in, it was in Sunwell. So, they initially said, Oh, well, since we're bringing it out early, we're going to make it revered. But the problem with that is a lot of people have PvP alts in TBC. And that revered thing, F that. You're not going to do that. Like, if there was dual dual spec, then people probably, this probably would have been, a you know, the revered probably wouldn't have been a problem because you're switching your spec, you're fine, you're going to go do some PvP. But yeah, I mean, it's it should have just been problem. honored from the, nah, the start. I'm in agreement. I like the revered thing because it was it was too early to just let anyone get it. Like, but I think like that the that blue was... gear was so bad, though. Like, it's still not great. Like, it's barely an entry. Like yeah, you're getting but it for the set It wasn't bonuses. four alts though when it came out. Like I know what you're saying, but people didn't have gotcha. their main PvP gear farm. Like this is this is the alt change. All of these changes. Um but yeah, that gear is bad, so it <laughs> it is what it is. But uh the battleground mark costs for season 1 gear have been removed. Uh so that's pretty big. You just don't need marks for that. Um the vindicator gear, the new season 3 gear, the marks are reduced in half, which is also pretty big, so um, something like boots requires 40 eye of the storm belt is 40 like a rothy basin all those are cut in half which is really nice if you hate war song like i do the bracers going from 20 war song to 10 war song is ooh, oh you win three games yeah. and just to let everybody know i read this wrong the first time vindicator is the season three off off yes. pieces as opposed to the season two being veterans so I'm sure a lot of people could mix that up just like yeah, I it's did. Yeah, season three gear. Um, the amount of bonus honor awarded from marks to honor repeatable quest has been increased. Uh, so this is actually really huge because what ends up happening is uh, each of your marks is now worth quite a lot more because you get like 600 some honor for the turn in of each one. Uh, of, you used to get like marks. 311 or something, right? Yeah, so it's like doubled. Like but the most important thing is because you need less marks elsewhere, you end up with an excess of marks that you didn't have before that you can actually do this turn in without being like, well, how can I turn in my Warsong marks? <laughs> I don't want to go do more Warsong. That'd be awful. Um, so that is really good. That increases your honor per hour rate by quite a bit. Um, also really important, the Daily Call to Arms provides three marks now. Uh, and the bonus honor is close to a thousand. So if you yeah, do, that's what I heard. If you do your daily every day, you get like the equivalent of like seventeen hundred honor for winning that one uh, single yeah, daily because of the turn-ins that you can upgrade. do. You get six marks. So like I, it was worse on the last two days for me. I don't I don't know what's up with that, but <laughs> uh, I just won twice 
uh, I played twice, won twice, and I ended up with 12 war song marks. End up with like 2,400 honor from all of that. And I'm going to be able to turn in all those war song marks because you get the three for winning and then you get the three for doing the quest. So it's really, really nice to do your daily every day. Um, so your my honor's been shooting up from that. And then, like I said earlier, the the world PvP, a la Tarakar, Hellfire Fortifications, now also provide like a thousand honor per quest. And they're the Hellfire Fortifications, you can do that every day. If you're on a server like ours, I feel bad for the horde for this, but we can just fly to each Hellfire Fortification, take it, and then move to the next one and take it, and move to the next one and take it. And they just like follow you retaking it. And because if you're the lower, if you're the smaller faction, the other faction almost actually, always has it. Yeah, it's really It's easy. actually one benefit, huh? Yeah. Um, with uh, Terracar, what we've been doing is you don't have to take, you don't, you don't have to win Terracar. The, uh, the daily is just that you have to take one tower. So all the Alliance, which is the small faction for us, uh, we all just huddle onto one spirit tower. And then once the, once the timer is up for like being able to take the tower, all the Alliance are there taking it. You take your one and then you leave and let the horde take the, all the other towers in no time. So it's really easy to farm these out, get two or 3000 honor, uh, do your daily, get an extra thousand honor plus marks. Uh, so you're going to go, if you just do your daily every day and do these, you're going to go into next season full with, with everything that you need. You don't need to grind anymore. Um, I think that this is an incredible change. Um, and then, yeah, this the next, next one's one. kind of sick, right? Yeah, tier four and five tokens can now be exchanged for season one and two gear at tier vendors, which means you can go do Magrel, you can go do tier five, and people might actually still want to be there doing it because they can get their glad gear from it. Uh, all those not nuts, all those naysayers who are like, ah, I don't want a PvP now can do it accessibly if you do your dailies in a week you can get like two off pieces just playing like 30 minutes a day you can very easily get off pieces very very easily go back and raid and get your gladiator gear uh even season one glad gear is like okay there are some people who have like there are some classes and specs that will have a big boost um but going from like pve gear to glad one gear is still going to be really really solid for battlegrounds you're gonna have a ton more resilience you're not gonna get eaten alive so They've made PvP I, much more accessible with all of these changes. I wish we would have known a day earlier because I would have liked to have rolled on some of those like lock pieces. Well, it's a know, lot. So people people turned in stamina. pieces. People turned in pieces the day before this stuff came out. Like no one had any idea, yeah, which is kind of like a bummer. Them. I think yeah, I actually still have some tokens in my bank from like different enchant offsets that I was going to get. I should go turn them in and grab. Yeah, I have a couple that I might turn into. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's things like the the only people I see complaining about this are people who are like naysayers, like, oh, it's too late to make these good changes, which I think is kind of like a ridiculous, like, don't make changes because you waited too long. Like, I still think changes <laughs> should come. You can be um, mad because it's late, but at the same time, like, and then at least yeah. it's changed, right? It's, and it's like the, I don't know, it reminds me of like the uh, forgiving student debt argument. People are like, well, I had to farm all my PvP gear, yeah, so no one else should have an easier time farming their PvP gear. And it's like, it's okay. not as bad as the Chrono Boon, you know, displacer where it came in at the very end of the expansion. Like this is still, you know, halfway through. Uh, Chrono yeah. Boon, dude, you're unlocking achievements in my brain of trauma. <laughs> just opening back up. But yeah, Why I mean, they just they, have it off launch. Oh god. 
Like, oh man, life would have been. Better. Well, and then they've also lowered the price even before this. They've lowered the price of some of the gear. Like anybody who doesn't have the PvP trinket in the PvP trinket, the new the new one for TBC isn't that only two K yeah, now it's, as it's opposed really to eight K at the start of the expansion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's PvP is much easier to get into, especially on an alt. Um, so I, I honestly, all these changes are are I. I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say objectively good for the game. I think it'll increase PvP participation. Um, they did it in a way where it's not just like you gain double honor, you gain triple honor per hour. They did it in a way that makes you participate in world PvP. They did it in a way where you want to do uh, you're not just farming all track valley like the having the daily be worth so much more honor and getting people into like Warsong and I, the storm and Arathi base and to get honor, good honor per hour. Like these are all really, really smart, good changes for PVP that I'm, I'm very happy with. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's got me, you know, thinking like, Oh, okay, well I'm going to, after I'm done with, you know, completing my first hardcore character, I'm going to go hard on my rogue and like get some of this stuff. And I'm going to probably do my PVP daily every day with Bob again. Whereas I had just kind of checked out of PVP period and these changes make me interested in coming back so i think that's a good thing i agree <laughs> uh do uh, i know you guys don't do a lot of tbc pvp so probably don't have much to add you want us to move on to the next one sure sure yeah no that's fine <laughs> poor uh, duranosaur Dur you're gonna have your day i know <laughs> two more topics i know it's coming duranosaur is coming do all the talking and they have I did make fun of Bob last week. I was like, Bob, you do know new content's coming out next week for TVC, right? That's I know, fair. but we do want to talk about we do want to talk about the road to rag yes. while it's still, you know, in everybody's minds. So of I course. thought this was a good, Bob's a hardcore a Andy now. Just get over it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. join the dark side. <laughs> it's like so let's true. just get all this TBC nonsense out of the way <laughs> and talk about hardcore. Yeah. Well, the last TBC non uh, nonsense is just a shout out to Progress for the first fourteen of of fourteen clear. I think the community is agreeing that that's world first. There was two different guilds that had world first Hyjal and world first BT, but I mean, I think everybody's agreeing that it's the the full clear of all tier yeah. content. Well, it's because that's it's because that's what Warcraft logs. Said it yeah. is. Don't ask Reddit either because World First, according to them, was 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That's... World Second First. I should <laughs> actually say that. I normally do say that. World, World Second, Second first. first. But then what about the private servers, Bob? Oh, man. It's like, it's well, like World I mean, 51st you know. First. Well, right? I think I will say I, <clears throat> I watched the entire race. Um, Progress did a fantastic job. I was so surprised how close it was. It was, I don't know. it was minutes away, yeah. Like, yeah, so there's the the Russian guild, I believe, Exodus. Um, mm -hmm. I think they would have won, but they wiped once in BT. Because they ended up being like a minute and a half, two minutes behind progress, and that might have been be, the difference. I could be wrong. I think progress did a trash skip that Exodus didn't do also of one pack that like that alone could have made the difference. Yep. Like that's how tight it was where yeah. it came down to like the fundamental. <laughs> Ooh, can yes, I give can I give my hot take about like what's better than watching the world first races? Yes. Oh yes. I'm on a dad guild server, and my dad guild server has uh, it's a PVE server, right? Because I don't want my world bus purged and all that shit. But um, I actually joined my dad guild Discord in my raid team. Uh, those of us who wanted to participate, we all sat 
in uh in our discord and we watched server first for our dad mm. guild server and it i'm telling you man it was on par if, cool. it, yeah it was on par if not better than than the world I mean, first race because because it's like wrath yeah well it was like dad guilds that were wiping and it was so funny because they're like preparing like they're like they're not the best in the world they're actually pretty darn bad right like the best on our server is like terrible in in comparison to some of these like tryhard guilds and it's just it was just way more fun to like sit there with your friends like kind of shit talking kind of memeing you know just having a good time uh, watching these dad guilds try and like push right because they're all they're sweating you know they're like oh my god we wiped like this isn't what we planned on the ptr and i'm like oh my god this is so funny dude like <laughs> okay so in wrath you get the server first uh, achievements that come out, but mm -hmm. that makes it easy to f to like follow. How did you find the streams of the you guilds? Can, you, usually, people put like hashtag ATS or like whatever their or they like, post on the in, server Discord. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll put it on the server Discord. Yeah. They'll put and, it on and Twitch. Warcraft logs. You can find people's like YouTube's yeah. I just Twitch thought on. about Warcraft logs. I'm actually integrated yeah. into that too. It was so fun, that. dude. It was this is, so this fun. is obviously better than World First because. One, it's what what these actual world first people. One, sometimes unattainable. Two, progress didn't even stream Hyjal, Right? They yep. they did a VOD review after Tetsu did. Um, but I mean, See, that I was think cool, that sucks. But, but that's but that's what I mean. I totally am on board with this server. Plus, well, it was it was so funny too, though, because it's funny. So you mentioned they didn't stream part of it, dude. There was a guild on my server that like. Their GM said, nobody stream our run. We don't want anyone to know our strategies. Oh. And I was like, dude, you're fucking kidding me, right? Like, I'm sorry to be profane, but like, <laughs> dude, you're really like hiding your boomer dad strats from the PTR from like, you realize if anyone wants to watch like an actual speed run, they'll go watch, you know, progress or like yeah. some of these other big guilds. Like it, dude, it is That'd be like, so entertaining watching these guilds, dude. Like it, it's, it's amazing. I, I like That'd it be like, when you know the guilds. Yeah, and yeah, yeah and there's server drama, right? So like if you're around on the same server for a long period of time, you get to know everybody on that server, at least all the active members, right? So there's server drama, right? You've got like the guy who quit your guild and he's in one of those raid teams and you're like you're like watching them wipe and then like oh dude. We've got one guy who quit not too long ago and there's another guy in our guild that just watches them do worse yeah. than us every yeah. week and gives us updates on yeah. it. It's hilarious. We, we used to, we used to have like my guilds, like we love it. Like we, we used to have, um, after our raid night every Thursday or every Wednesday, we would log in and we would watch. There's another guild on our server that starts right when we end and we would watch their run, uh, in within our guild discord and just kind of meme the entire time. And it's kind of toxic. Yeah. But we're not like, out there broadcasting this to the guilds we're watching and like laughing at and like it's it's all in good fun right it's just hilarious uh like i had Crix's stream up i had all these like big pumper raids going but i just found myself constantly tabbing back to like the guilds that i know super well uh oh, struggling yeah. right because the struggle is more fun to watch i think that's why people enjoy yips and our commentary probably raid updates is like and there's a lot of people that are in really good guilds that really enjoy that part because it's something they don't ever deal yeah. with you know well talking to parla i talked to parla when he quit uh raiding on apes's maiden team and he said like i'm joining a dad guild and i'm just gonna go struggle to do this content because that's 10 times more fun 
Uh, and I was like, I couldn't agree more. Like, I mean, honestly, like I've loved my guild Varg, Varg Flocken throughout the entirety. And I think you might be on the point to why, like I got burnt out of every expansion through cataclysm because I was in every one of the, you know, the best guild that I could get in. It was often not the best guild on the server. It was often like the second best, but either way, it just wasn't as fun. Like yeah. this has been so much more fun. And yeah, I, don't, yeah, I, even, I mean, I even told my guild I recently, would have to agree. I, I told my guild recently, I was like, yo, after being in a raid with Ompi raid leading in, in classic hardcore and like, going into molten core which is an easy raid but like with one life and like all this risk on the line and and experiencing like what a true sweaty guild feels like like you go in you're min maxing every gcd to have a hundred percent uptime on every single ability zero non-active moments and and if ompy is talking everybody else just shuts up and you listen to the raid lead and it's like it's fun uh in small doses but it is exhausting yeah. um and you're all you know in the top guilds i was always worried about getting sat so i was always i mean one one time i had to run to the restroom and i ran back so fast that i slipped on a sock <laughs> i smacked my arm on the side of the corner of the 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 uh, table <laughs> busted my arm open took my shirt off, wrapped my shirt around it, tied it, <laughs> like finished three hours of raid, then went to the emergency room for nine stitches. Oh, you love to see it, dude. You're like a you're like, combat veteran, like in the middle of the that's war. How, you, you had to that's rip your shirt and like, you tie were. it off, finish the war, and then go back to the, go to the yeah, medic tent I mean, afterwards. It, one time I broke my, uh, my uh, hand and I had this huge cast. I broke my, <laughs> my metacarpal bone, the, the pinky bone. And I was still playing. Like I like got everything together because if I missed, I would lose my um, spot. Like, yep. and it was just like, it was so stressful. And I just never want to go back to yep. that. It's, it's just like, uh, it's kind of like watching NASCAR, right? You have to make the decision. Would you like to watch a race where everyone's the best the best drivers in the world and there's never a car crash or would you rather watch the nascar event where there's a car crash every five minutes and that's that's the dad guild uh, server first attempts <laughs> yep. yep like go to like an rp server you know go over to blood cell buccaneers and watch their first server first attempts it is hilarious especially if they rp during uh -huh. that'd be awesome i'm still trying to Still try to? I you don't know. ever Yo, try to RP during raid though. That's because I'm that's because I, I value my raid yeah. members me not hitting me. Yip and I one day, <laughs> once once this hardcore thing pans out and we have our own hardcore servers, me and Yip are gonna start the the role playing guild yeah. within the hardcore servers where we <laughs> the first role where we play RP to 60 walk. no deaths. Yeah. Honestly, I want, no I want survival deaths. mode. I want like, like real wow. Sir. I want to drink water because my character has a thirst bar and I want to sit and eat because my character has a hunger bar. That's the and ultimate like, role play hardcore yeah, challenge. The yeah. survival game's coming out. So oh, we yeah. need to put that in the notes. I, I, I want we'll talk about it next week. I, I want the survival wow experience on an RP server where it's like you're yeah. you want if you if you run too much, you have to toggle RP walk because you're out of stamina, right? Like that's what I want. 
They need private servers. Or the they need, ultimate they need challenge. Mods. They need yeah. to allow people to mod the game. I bet put you up their could, own server. You could probably set something up with a with a weak aura or like an add on to where you could actually have like a timer uh, of like when you toggle on RP like RP run right or just regular character run. Like it starts a timer and like this bar goes down on your screen, right? And then you turn it off and then like it goes back up, right? Is there a slash suicide in, in WoW? Can you just kill yourself with a command no. in WoW? Nah, um, there's other there's other games that you can do that in. Um that would be super nice. Just like if you hit these requirements, it just slash mm-hmm. suicides maybe, you. Maybe I'll get with my buddy. He's a coder. If I can get an add-on built, maybe I'll I'll start like a challenge hardcore run where it's like survival mode. You have to like buy apples and like sit and eat them every five minutes or something i'm I don't in, know. I'm, I'm into this if we need capital let's get this it, it, i treat it treat it like fallout on survival mode you ever play fallout on the hardest difficulty where you have to sit and eat and like camp in woods and oh, shit i usually don't dude it Stop. is so fun it's challenging but it's rewarding that's what matters i f- i forget what episode we talked about this on but we talked about something blizzard could do is they could all they could allow you to start your own server, mod it. Yeah. Like yeah. you would have to pay a certain amount a month. Mm-hmm. But if you got enough people playing that server, like there could be a point in which Blizzard starts to pay you kickbacks yeah. for you running that server. And that's something it's the same thing that, could that be um, really kind of neat. Games yeah. like Rust do that already. Games like Rust and Ark, um, you know, these survival games are. That's primarily how they ran. Yeah, GTRP, huge one. One day, one day, yet me and you to the end. <laughs> Last piece of news: um, the their more black blackwing layer changes uh, on the PTR for season of mastery. We're in the season of mastery news is the only one, and then we're moving on to the next. But is there anything that jumped out? One thing that jumped out to me is it. I'm. I believe that Vale, like now you don't die for sure at the end of Vale if you get burning adrenaline or did yes. I read this wrong? Um, it, yeah, so it works differently. It's not a guaranteed death. And we, a lot of people, like hardcore community in particular, think that that's them kind of throwing us a bone like a uh, probably it probably yeah. is. I feel like they kind of with the soul of iron buff I feel like they kind of had to right yeah that's that's yeah. our general thought is that they knowing that people are trying to do these raids on one life characters they're like okay let's get rid of the guaranteed death mechanics and still have stuff in there that is likely to kill people um, but you can mitigate it by you know just playing better playing safer smarter yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's good, right? Yeah. I think it's great. I mean, it, yeah. it, I think it goes to show, too. I know Bob trashes Soul of Iron sometimes. I think having actual things in the game, uh, it like it promotes their development side as well, too. Like, if Soul yeah. of Iron's not in the game, they now it's like they're really pandering to like a community if they make these changes. But once they add Soul of Iron to the game, well, oh, Blizzard yeah. already decided they like <laughs> yeah. only having yeah. the one that. Yep. Yeah. I've, I've come around a little bit on the Soul of Iron thing and realized that, like, I'd be pretty upset whether I got my death waived or not. Cause I've had a couple yeah. D DCs at this point. Like the other day I'll have you. Uh on Tuesday, when there was a bunch of weird server stuff going on at TBC and Classic, I'm in Stranglethorn Vale and I'm fighting trolls and I just get DC'd while I'm fighting a and I I was fighting a pack of two. I had just killed one. 
I'm fighting the other troll. DC happens. I'm like, what just happened? What just happened? And I'm like, clicking to get back in. I'm clicking to get back in. I get back in. The troll's there. I vanish immediately. I'm like, okay, okay. I walk away. I get booted again. I'm like, <gasps> I'm like trying to get back in, trying to get back in. And then I get back in and I'm like, here, hearth, hearth, hearth. I'm hearthing. I'm like, just do it before I get booted again. And I get booted. And then I'm like, Okay, I guess I do care about the soul of fire because I was streaming the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah. So I definitely come die. around. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. one of those things, man. It's I love it. I love everything about hardcore. The when you got to ask yourself, when else would you ever have gotten a high heart rate uh, because servers <laughs> were acting funky um, instead of just getting pissed off at Blizzard about it? Yeah. Okay. I want. Okay. So I have a heart rate monitor on my stream Mm -hmm. because I thought it was the coolest thing ever when I saw Gray's run that first, you know, MC. That's probably the only cool thing. Gray's heart rate went up to like 130, 140 while he's fighting the bosses. I was like, this is cool. I want a heart rate for Duranosaurus stream because I don't think his ever goes above 85. Like, this dude's cool as the other it's side of the pillow. It's because everything that happens in a Duran stream is pre-planned and he knows ahead of time that <laughs> people scurfing. are going to die. He actually Dude, pays he's them. Just, he's, every time. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, sitting there. Like, they're, like, they're, he's... Him and Sarth are running people out of Ubers after mm-hmm. a totally scuffed pull. Yeah. And they're like, all right, do this, do this. They're dropping traps. They're going here. Duranosaur tells them not to go this one way and come this other way. They get they get almost everybody out. And then finally, when Dur- when Duranosaur gets out, he stops and he goes, oh, okay. Okay. It's just like he's cool as the other side of the pillow. Until like it's over. There's a certain echelon, man. I'm telling you, these people that hit 60 on on hardcore, and they they've put the time in in the last two years to to play a lot of hardcore WoW, and that's something that appeals to them. I'm telling you, man. Like there's a there is an echelon of gamers that nobody knew existed until hardcore came around. Like some of these people are just stone cold. Uh, I didn't even know. Yeah, we'll talk about it here in a second because I think it's made me a much better player too, like all across the board. But does anybody want to talk about any of these changes in BWL before we move into discussion? Um, I mean, it's super. I'm I'm kind of surprised actually. Like when they first said, "Hey, we're opening up the classic era PTR. We have BWL changes. You can go and test it right now." I was surprised because I had almost gotten to a point where I figured, okay, they're not going to buff any other raid content. They're only going to buff the entry-level raids because there was a blue post super early on that said, hey, we're going, Season of Mastery is like, you know, no world buffs and raids, higher difficulty in the entry-level. Like, there was this quote, like, entry-level. Um, so I think what they're doing with BWL, whether, like, I enjoy the specific changes to the bosses or not, I think it's interesting that they may do this all the way through Nax even now that they're doing it with BWL. And I think it's scary because Nax is, I think Nax without world buffs would be plenty difficult on the SOM. Um, yeah, but I, Did you have a zero death. Max I think run? that's, I, I think that's one they should just really like probably chill out on. Yeah. I don't know if we like, ever had a zero death Nax. I, we had, we, um, my guild had, like we didn't require world buffs in classic. 
And then one time we convinced my GM to actually say no world buffs this week, just for fun, right? And we went into Nax and we only had two deaths. Oh. Um, I think it's I think it's definitely doable. I think a lot of people use world buffs as a crutch for playing poorly. Yeah, uh, especially back in the day, right? They would say, you know, full zug, forget the mechanics. Let's just pump through yeah, this mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if you have a guild that's heavy in mechanics and you can actually handle it, and I think a lot of the hardcore players could, I do think it's possible. So especially with how much consumables we can have with no debuff limit and like all these different things that we can do, I think it's doable. I actually. The big thing is like we oftentimes as Varg Flocka would lose our our world buffs and we're fine. It's the entry into Nax. Like Nax, you're really supposed to go for a few weeks gathering up your frost gear and all of that, but world buffs allowed the top guilds to like push through. But even Salve Dally came on like two weeks, I think, after Nax re re released and talked about them, you know, wiping on uh, the the second boss. Why am I forgetting his name? The second to last boss, Saffron. Or, 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 yeah, I thought they wiped on without, Yeah, but with they were talking about like oh, like doing Saffron like, with no world buff. Yeah, and how they wiped on it, how it was really hard, and so like. I think world buffs just facilitated people getting further in Nax, like before they were really supposed to by design. But I do think that like this is really cool. It's it's especially cool that they're doing it with how little you know rating is going on in um in season of oh, mastery because yeah. just <laughs> I think- to let everybody know, there's about ten thousand people. Uh, doing it that have logged through Warcraft logs, whereas there's about, you know, there's over 300,000 doing it in TBC. Yep. And it's cool that they're sticking to it, but I do think I'm kind of like, do you really need to buff AQ and Nax after that? I don't really know that that needs yeah. to They have be to buff buffed. AQ. I think Nax. think? Nax, like, I don't know. I could see some changes to a couple of bosses in Nax. Uh, I could see like a couple like it feels like a ramping thing where BWL could use a couple changes. Molten Core, I think we all knew needed a lot to make it any kind of difficult. AQ, there's a couple bosses that are like tough, like Sartura. It'd be hard to go through without anybody dying. Like there's bosses like that that can be tough. Um, But like, I don't know, like there are a lot of very easy bosses in AQ that I think could use an improvement and Nax is the same way. Like Nax is hard overall. I think trash death without world buffs is more likely than boss death, uh, except for like a couple yeah, of, a couple dude. of the really hard bosses. But for the most part, like, you know, a Nubricon, like you don't need world buffs to do spider trash. Um, spider week trash still. Yeah. To this day I, I totally agree. I totally agree about the playing worse thing. And I think that when you have world buffs, you play worse almost on purpose. Like you're almost like, you don't even care as too. much anymore. Yeah. yeah, like you're being more reckless. You're doing more DPS. But like we would, we had times where we got through trash faster without world buffs, just because people were being more careful and paying more attention and doing the right stuff right away. They're not letting mobs go crazy. Like there were, there were times where if not having world buffs, we were just as quick. Uh, well, we that did. was after we had purged the people that stopped trying when they lose their <laughs> purge <world buffs>. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by fire. But yeah, I think. I am like there's a part of me if I had more time I think that I would level a an immortal character a non hardcore player because 
Uh, and we'll get to talking about like hardcore rating and where that's going to go. Um, but I would be interested in trying out if they did buff AQ40 and Nex. I think that that would be a very unique thing to be able to non hardcore. Yeah. Like actually be able to try out like what is a buffed AQ40 and a buff Nex with no world buffs feel like? Um, is it doable? Like, is it does it require like weekly progression, that type of thing? So I I have this thought in the back of my head that, man, at some point I do need to level in like a you have, normal like, character. You have your thought. I mean, at any time you could convert one of your hardcore 60s to that, you True. know, like that's yeah. all, you know, you can you can hang up your hardcore hat as long as you haven't died. And yeah, do I, that. Think, like, I, I think, think that's Durant- about. Ren and I are along the lines of like, if you have a character that's hardcore, it's going to be hardcore till the day it dies. And if it dies, you delete it. I don't think yeah. there's any way around it. Like otherwise, and there's different opinions that float around the community of hardcore players. Um, I wouldn't even save mine to like fight griefers. I would delete it immediately. It's just part of the yeah. part of what you sign up for. Um, well, there was a big discussion in Bravo the other day. Oh, the old People Bravo boys. To- I love people Bravo. were trying to tell somebody, hey, you know, you have a choice at level 60. You could go on, like, you know, be the, you know, the immortal character because that was the original challenge. Or you could join hardcore elite and continue to be, you know, a hardcore player through endgame content. And so that was like, that was what, you know, kind oh, yeah. of sparked that, that thought. But, Oh, you're right. You're right. I think that even now, um, it would be accepted by the community. Mm-hmm. I think that when Winky's talking specifically about him and I and like a subsection of the community that I I would feel weird about playing one of my hardcore characters, softcore or non-hardcore, yeah. whatever you want to I call mean, it. I mean, I have... Softcore threesome, right? <laughs> yeah, right. I have my hardcore characters that I hit 60 on from two years ago. Yeah. And uh, I, I just, I would rather not even log into them than log in and like level them and go into do TPC <laughs> stuff with them. Right. Yeah. I um, have just yeah, because I they're like multiple. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like trophies. Like once, once you get to 60, you look at it, you're like, damn, I did that. That's my character. Like, this is my proof that I yeah. have accomplished. Yeah. This, that was something, you know? that was something I brought up to Duranosaur. I don't know. A couple of weeks back that my chat su- suggested shout out to Cappy, but he was like, any, hardcore elite character that dies should be allowed to stay alive join one guild and have one sole purpose kill Terramis every time he's up or kill griefers so there is a subset of hardcore that is a thing that is a thing already they already exist and you don't probably know about it because they're they work they operate under the radar under the shadows yeah they are they are protecting against griefers behind the scenes yep so it is Argos has like yeah. a secret discord for it and everything. Okay. So just to end it out, Duranosaur, you kind of want like the vanilla mythic rating experience is what you're kind of saying. Um, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to try it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it would be a ton of fun. Um, I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be upset, I guess, is what I would say. If I miss out on this, like, buffed AQ40 and buff Nax, as someone who's been playing Vanilla WoW forever and who loves this game, I would feel uh, some remorse, I guess, if, 
if th- they go through this season and then next season they don't have the buffed raids and it's just like, oh, that was a one off thing and I missed it. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been saying that like it's not going to feel good for people like me. I want to go back. It just came out too soon. It would suck if they revert these changes and go back to easy vanilla after this. Because I don't know if they ever can. Yeah, because like, like, well, I, I, I want to go back and try it. Like, well, what are we going to do next season? Or yeah. uh, maybe they'll bring World Buffs back, but leave the changes in at least or something. Because like, it, it is bizarre to make it way more interesting. And then, you can't, yeah. what, are you going to get rid of it for the I, season yeah. of like PvP? I've heard of an interesting thought that was just like, just be able to have like the raid leader, party leader, be able to toggle on like hard mode, basically. So anyone in future seasons that wants to do the harder raids, they can just toggle it on and you can go do it. And you may even throw in some incentives like, okay, if you do that, each boss drops one more piece of loot or something. I like that. What I don't want is what happened in retail where you get better gear for doing the harder mode. I want the harder modes to always be a feather in your cap and not actually a barrier of entry yeah. for better they, they stopped gear. doing that if anything if anything maybe it. you get cosmetics like Did a they? title oh, okay i didn't even know that if anything just give them cosmetics or a title or something yeah i'd be that yeah, yeah, that like would be ideal or something. Yeah. i think the title the title system is like one of the most incentivizing systems i've ever seen a video game utilize and it's really sad that yeah. they never brought that into class, season of mastery um you yeah. you kind of get a title with the hardcore buff with the the survivor of the fire yeah. I'm kind of bummed I don't have a but Survivor wish, of the Fire Lord title. <laughs> me too. But it would be nice to be able to actually toggle that on on your character and then even, yeah. right, like just... And have it in seasons later. Yeah, like, like carry it with you to TBC yeah, Season of Mastery. Yeah, I would really like the, the Season of Mastery, I would really like to have an achievement system that would show you got this uh, achievement in this season. Like I would love to have that and it persists through all characters and i don't really want to give you a benefit like any gear or anything like Mm -hmm. but i want just that prestige i think is the coolest part about it and that's what i would like to see if they're going to do any of those types of stuff i don't want to see in-game buffs for doing it yeah i i think the core of world of warcraft at the world of warcraft at its core is a game about bragging rights. I mean, it's yeah. been ever since vanilla. Wow. What do you, if you ask people what, what they remember the most is like, Oh, I remember the tank on my server that was in the best guild standing on the steps of the bank of iron forge with his thunder fury in one hand. And like this raid gear that I never got to see the bosses for, uh, I right? Remember like turbo. Yeah. You and people, yeah, they remember by name, dude. And it's like, yeah, PVP. It was when you PVP on the same server, and this Torin warrior, would just destroy my rogue yeah. every day. And it's like, and I hated him. I don't know why Blizzard never just leaned into that and like said, like, yo, people like this prestige kind of glory, right? And, and like, how can we incentivize more people to do uh, harder I would say things? The, the next, the, the next iteration of this is Missapendaria is when Challenge Dungeons came out, when they started giving cosmetic rewards if you could do a heroic dungeon in like x amount of time and they were rewarding speedrunners with cosmetic group like sets that if you could mm-hmm. do like all the heroics get like you know they're they're I, that i really liked it was kind of like the i maybe like the precursor to mythic keys or something in 
uh, in retail. But I did I did like that. I mean, it, that is the most important thing. Achievements kind of revolutionize WoW, um, where people are like, I'm going to get every pet. I'm going to have this special pet because I have all this pet. I'm going to have the salty like uh, title, like all that stuff really does amp up the other side of WoW which is, okay, well, right now, the only way to brag is raid, and everyone's raid logging, because that's all there really is. But yeah. mount collecting, like, stuff like that picks up in Wrath to me, because now you get a special mount if you have enough of the other mounts. Now you get a title if you've done X or Y, and it does really amp up what people are willing to do. I hope it picks up in Wrath and, and ends in Wrath, and they never release Mist ever, or Kata. Get rid of it. <laughs> End Classic WoW in Wrath. I am have fine a, with that. I feel like it was a good, it yeah, was a good ending. Have a constant revolving door of Classic WoW TBC into Wrath, reset back to Classic WoW, just leave it forever. Give them rotating freshes, give us hardcore mode in all three iterations of the game, and just end it. Like, I would, I would stay subbed until the day I died if they just... Here's a hardcore server. Here's TBC, Classic WoW, and Wrath on a never-ending loop with freshes every year. I, I, I like that. But before we go too far, we need to get into... Bobby, we need to have a talk about this World of Warcraft Classic... Do I look like I know what a WoW token is? Duranosaur has been waiting for this. This week's dis discussion is the journey that was the road to Rag and the future of Hardcore Elite on the Obsidian Edge server. I'm going to like kind of like leave it to you and Winky to kind of go at the pace you want to talk about. I might like uh ask a question yep might ask a question we might jump in but i kind of want to just give you the f the floor for this yeah absolutely well thank you for one for just letting us come on and talk about this because this is something that i think has been in the works probably longer than you could even say like it was officially announced or anything like that like people have been talking about doing in-game content in with hardcore characters on hardcore characters for probably you know over a year and so the Road to Rag Challenge, we we started setting out, we announced it before we even knew what season mastery was gonna be. We didn't know, we didn't know they were gonna make changes to raids. We didn't know when it was even gonna come out. We just had this feeling that they're gonna release fresh vanilla. When they do that, the hardcore community is going to start fresh there, and we're gonna try to full clear molten core. And from that, we learned about season mastery. We learned that they were gonna buff the raids and a ton of us thought, okay, it's over. We're never going to get this done. Um, there's no way we can clear a molten core with new mechanics on hardcore characters when the without world buffs. Um, but over time, you know, we had people test out the raid on the beta. We had, you know, leaders in the community say, you know what, this is still something we think we can do. And we had just an insane amount of support from players in the hardcore community and the classic WoW community as a whole. And before I get any further, I want to thank everyone that was involved because we did it right. We, we full cleared molten core on a raid full of one life characters. And we wouldn't have been able to do that if not for the people that were in the raid, but also, and more importantly, all the people outside the raid. 
So they were that farmed everything oh, for you guys, and yeah, and like basically gave all of their, you know, boe epics they'd collected along the way, like that you could trade those at sixty, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it was a a huge movement by so many people. It was sorry. Oh, absolutely. It was. I mean, it was even more than that. I would say because yeah, you have all the people that weren't in the raid that farmed all of the consumables and that donated like boes and and gear and who like did dungeons with people who were then later in the raid. But outside of that, I would say like if you're someone who you know you heard about hardcore, you jumped in and you just played hardcore and leveled, and you were part of the leveling guilds. You were a presence in the community that helped push us towards this goal. Because the more people that so jumped you're saying in, even I did something. Oh, absolutely! Even Yip did the shadow zone. Even, even Yip did Yip. something with his even attempts Yip. in hardcore. Because every single person that brought you know any sort of presence to it, and that enjoyed it, and that talked about it, like without that, like we would never be where we are today. We would never have cleared Molten Core because that's where the community started. It started as this you know small group of people just trying this challenge, and it's grown to what it is today and well and just to point out yip too like you know he played hardcore but like you know he watched every run you guys did oh, yeah, and was yeah. hyped about it was i mean like it's, it's hype as hell. I, it's, about it if if i had more time i would have loved to to be a part of it. it it's absolutely incredible um and it was exciting to watch and honestly i'll throw this out there although i was 100 percent accurate on my prediction of what would happen on on rag uh, I really did not think you guys would do it. You up, were. Up until. We forgot to mention that. Yip was the only one with an accurate. We did I like said two deaths on Rag. Predictions, wow. And, it, and the Rag, yeah. <laughs> he guessed two deaths. He was the only one. I was so excited. I felt bad because I was actually excited for the second death. I was like, oh, a death. And I was like, <laughs> okay, one more. <laughs> let's get yeah. Let's get one more That's in like, here. Uh, I love that. That's great. Well, like, um, even. Even as fu- as so far as to say, like, if you were playing hardcore and you you still currently might be and somebody died and you put an oh shit F buddy, dude, I'm sorry, man. Uh, we go again. If you type that in the guild chat, right? And then that person goes again and they make it to 60 and they contribute to the raid. You have yeah. contributed to us killing rag. Like it's it's that simple, right? It's like anyone like if you're if you're in a tbc guild and you tell your guildies to come play hardcore every time someone dies i feel bad putting an f in the chat but i feel like it it builds like it's neat that everybody takes the time to put that f in the chat like so it's a weird like it's like a family dude yeah yeah it's a weird thing but like it is like it does contribute to like pushing a lot of people to do it again yeah and I think it's, I mean, we don't really talk about, I think most people, when they hear about the hardcore community, they talk about like, it's a one life thing, but we're also, I mean, one to 60, it's solo self-found, right? You're not, none of the people who or made it duo. to 60 or do, yeah. So you can do the duo or trio where you can like trade with your one partner, but the whole thing is like, it's so much more than just the soul of iron buff for us, right? There's, there's no auction house. There's no mailbox. Um, your professions as you level are just like they're super important because they might be the difference between living and dying and you have to level them all either yourself or with your duo or trio partners um and you could only run each dungeon once which 
yeah. makes it hard for gear. Like you'll get lucky on some characters and really unlucky on others. Well, I've found that's one yeah. of the best parts of hardcore, in my opinion. Is it, it the one dungeon run uh, adds the the RNG aspect of like, oh, this this run on this rogue is going. I got a cruel barb. Yep. This is like the last run I did where I died at level 38. I didn't get a cruel bar, but now, now you've got that the might same, be the difference. Yeah. It's the same run though. Right. It's the it same. It makes the death more thing. like a roguelike where you're like this run starting off better. This yeah. <laughs> or, or how many bags you find in the starting zone. Right. Like things like yeah, that. You're are, a warrior and get the swiftest potion drop. Exactly. Like that's huge. Yeah. And it, it, it creates like this, this world that doesn't, it doesn't matter how many times you go again on the same class. It's always going to be different. Something you should never sleep on in hardcore. Like, forget whatever. Prof- like, if you don't want to do professions, like, just do leatherworking and another gathering and just sell that stuff. But don't sleep on fishing. Half of the gear that's on my character now is from fishing pools. Like the pools drop those trunks and you wouldn't believe how many greens come out of those. Like it's unreal. It's yeah. The, it's such a fun and unique challenge, just the one to 60 aspect of it. And for us to take what we did and I think wiki may know the numbers better than me, but I think in the, if you take from when like the first people started playing hardcore till like the end of classic vanilla, um, there was, I want to say like around 200 verified runs, one to 60. Something mm-hmm. around we, there, yeah, 200. And yeah. And so we now have in hardcore elite right now, this day, I feel like there's, there's over 400 verified level 60 players and we've probably had close to a hundred die. Yeah, so in a much shorter, <laughs> in a much shorter time frame, we've had this insane amount of like talent, I would say come and play hardcore because it's and the talent when i talk about talent i mean it's it's a, such a wide spectrum right there's a lot of people who watch they watch hardcore death clips or they see these random snippets and they think oh that player's awful how did they make it to 60 and it's because hardcore isn't just about you know what's your apm like how well are your keybinds um how well are you optimizing your gcds it's do you know the game do you know what quests are safe or which quests are dangerous do you know how ma- like mob pathing works speaking of which chat could really help you on which quests are safe and not like streaming oh, yeah. is an inherent va- advantage to hardcore i swear to god oh it like, is for the, sure the fact that twitch chat can tell me like there's an elite giant that pats on this path um, yeah every 15 minutes i'm like what i didn't know that <laughs> yeah yep, they're like watch out for this you're mm-hmm. like what it's yeah, it's such a fun and unique experience, and I'm so glad that it came together the way that it did. And I and I personally think that we did we did this challenge faster than uh, than, you know, we probably should have, because um, from before Caesar Master even came out, I was saying, you know, if this comes out, you know, that November 16th, whenever it is, we probably won't even step foot in Molten Core till January and we won't kill Rag till February. And here we are, we killed Rag, what, two weeks ago? And it's like, and, and there and are people out there. It's just the beginning, baby. It is just the beginning. And yet there were people out there saying, oh, it took you guys too long or whatever. And it's like, man, we put in so much time and effort because we 
Like our goal was not to kill Rag with like, you know, the slimmest margin of like victory. It was to have these people who've played these characters for, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13, you know, 16, 17 days played on this character. We wanted to keep them all alive. We wanted to execute every boss as optimally as we could. And we wanted to like real life. Yeah. Like, like you don't want your guildies to die in real life. Yeah. You don't want that to happen. Exactly. You want them to sure. like you're not ever going into a fight with your <laughs> guild and thinking, oh, it's okay if dwarf Winky dies over here. Like it's cool. Like, you know, like you don't want to sacrifice. Like you, you I mean, your end goal probably would have been the best run would have been a no death run, yeah. which no one has done in season of mastery. So, you know, everyone's had someone die on rag. So it, but that would have been the best thing to happen. Whereas a lot of the trolls, I think wanted, Oh, I want to see people die, you yeah. know, like, cause which, that's what they want. Which to be fair, every time that came would have up, been entertaining. I, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit it. I'll be one of the first people to admit if we had had a bunch of people die, like if we had had like a, you know, a full wipe or like just like a few people die throughout, um, I would have been more excited about it. Like I would have gotten the kick out of it as a player that was there that like may have been the one that died. Like hardcore players, I think, are some of the biggest doomers in the hardcore community. We love death like we feed off of it. Yo, Bob, I hate, I hate to derail it right now. But you need a Twitter account or something that's like Blazing Bob without context because you don't want your guildies to die in real life. Yeah. It's probably one of the best things I've ever heard somebody say. You don't want your guildies I mean, to die is, in real life. But yeah, it is true. He's like, so serious no when death he says it. Is, like, yeah, no death is acceptable. Like if we were living in this world of Warcraft, we would not ever – like. I'd never be okay with Yip dying on a, yeah. on, you know, changing yeah. to cat and dying on a pole. I'd be so upset, mm -hmm. you know, like, so it's kind of interesting, you know, yeah. it's just kind of a thought I had. Oh, it's, well, yeah, I, mean, I, and I'm I came attuned, Bob, I know you're not Mel, but. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You just don't want your guildies to die IRL, guys. Yeah, we don't want people to die. Um, and that continues on right now. I know that, um. A big thing that I've been trying to get out there has been that hardcore elite. And I will also extend this and say, well, here, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. If you're going to talk about the future before we get to that, I want you to kind of like give us, cause I haven't really heard this. So it was kind of a surprise. Like this was like, there were more clears of like half clears on the docket. I want you to give us the story of, the because I believe it's due to player deaths and dungeons and stuff like that, and just like the fact that the molten core gear isn't huge for a lot of people with the DM gear out. But what made you guys jump to, oh, we're clearing rag next week? Like yeah. what, what pushed that? Let's do that before we go yeah. to the future. Yeah, it was. Um, we had a meeting. Winky was there at the meeting as well. Um, and I was probably doing way more listening than talking and. I think we had done our second four out of 10 clear. Um, so we and that four out of 10 clear, I think, was 
supposed to be like, okay, we're going to do this a second time. And then next week we'll do, you know, six or seven, maybe eight bosses. And then after that, we may make this push for Ragnaros. And we were having this discussion and talking about like future raid progression. And during that discussion, we talked about how the risks associated with some of these upcoming bosses with Baron Geddon and with Shazra in particular, they might be risk so risky that to plan to have to do them twice before we kill Rag might be because of consumes. Is that well, why? just in general because of deaths, right? Like if we if we put ourselves in a position where we have to f- execute like perfectly on these bosses multiple times before we ever even get to Rag, we might just like that could be the difference between a full wipe and us like delaying this entire thing for a month or more. Um, or us like just like pushing on and getting ragged down. So that was a big part of it. And you're yeah. you're talking about deaths not in the raid, but in five man dungeons. No, in raid two. In raid doing doing Shazra twice. Yeah, imagine doing Shazra twice and having to execute it perfectly. Uh yeah. And all those arc arcane pots too. Yeah, like. yeah. And and consumables, that's you know, you brought that up. That was also a big part of it was because I think what we ended up doing, we took a full week of raiding off. We went in mm-hmm. and we did a trash farm on a Saturday. And we had so we had kind of said like I think it was two days before that Saturday. So it was like a Thursday. We had an announcement and we said, hey, we are not actually gonna push any boss progression this week. We're going to do a trash farm, but with minimal consumes. And the following Saturday, we're pushing 10 out of 10. And what can literally, we got a tweet during the show when that came out. And I think you guys were in the middle of F's too when that came out. Yeah, yeah, we were. And and there was, because I had to leave that meeting because I had to start F's. Right. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, right. And there was a, there was another elephant in the room and it was player morale. Yeah. Um, People had just, you know, it was right after Christmas and, and New Year's and people had taken about a week off, two weeks off. And we saw that some of them weren't returning. And we were like, yo, it, player numbers are dropping right now. We're actually losing more 60s than we're gaining each week. Yeah. Um, and, oh, which and, is another thing I'm going to have to bring up yeah. here in a second if you guys don't bring it up. So, yeah. so we just said, hey, you know what? We've, we've got these people that are online uh, daily and we've got a make do with what we have. And like, we need to get this out. We need to get this done and over with now. Um, or else yeah. we risk losing, losing another five, 10 core Raiders to burnout. Yeah. Um, so, so and the, is that why there was a handful of people I heard that did not show up there that were, were scheduled for certain. Yeah. Bosses? There were five yeah. people on the roster that no showed. Wow. Yeah. And these are people who, I mean, they signed, they, they signed up, you know, mm-hmm. less than a week ahead of our 10 out of 10 run. And they knew this was the run to be a part of. Yeah. And some of them and just, think, some of them no showed. I like to say uh, in my fantasy world of my brain, I like to think they got scared of losing their character and they decided to not show up. Yeah. Um, maybe. You know, the typical like cold feet before the day before you D day where you're, you know, yeah. you run away from the, you like uh, what's that word when you run from the military? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like what A-wall. you did. Week. Yeah, they go you AWOL just, and they just bounce. Just, it's kind of like what you did, though. You kind of just went to the table. Well, I was, I was presented. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. yeah. I mean, I can explain it, though. I was presented with, a, <laughs> with, with in my opinion, a, a 
casting that with cargos was just as much of a once in a lifetime opportunity than being in the Hell raid. yeah, it was. Um, so I was presented with, hey, do you want to come cast this and be on the desk? Um, and then Ompi approached me with, hey, do you want to be in the raid? And then I tried making both happen. I was like, yeah, I'll come in for two bosses uh, and I'll leave the casting desk and I'll come back to the casting desk before reg. Uh, and then Ompi was, I, I told Ompi, I was like, look, there's better warlocks that are in this guild. And like, you just got to sit, right? Like if, when it comes down to it, you got to put your ego to the side and be like, look, I will gladly concede to, uh, what is it? Nira, or is it Nira or Nyira, the pro Hearthstone player? Yeah, yeah. Dude's a Chad Warlock player and, you know, like really good at the game. And I was like, you know what? I will gladly sit for a better Warlock and still uh, be able know, to participate, be able yeah. to be able to participate via the via the casting desk, which is what I prefer. Anyway, I love talk shows like this and I've seen exactly. Chad and casting and would desks. The, and, would the casting desk been good with them in your in your place? I don't Probably know. Not. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, yeah, we yeah. don't know. But like most likely a lot of these really good players, you know, aren't like, that's another thing you could bring up. A lot of really good players showed up in this whole, this whole journey that aren't streamers, that aren't yeah. people yeah. That, that to Reddit. put their face in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Like they're just really good players. So that's yeah. in the comments section is like, as a streamer, only raid power gum selling. If you don't sell power gum, you don't get invited to the raid. Yeah. Yeah. Come so, on guys. Yeah. I think it's just it's just not true. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you could ramble off the list of reasons that we that we decided to jump from four out of 10 to 10 out of 10. And it's it's player attrition, both people being burnt out and not logging in people dying in dungeons and stuff like actual people dying, people that were supposed to craft fires this year, things like that. We were just like, we can't. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah. We talked about like, and he had all the bars on him. Yeah, when one, he died one of them is well, in that was right a diff, now, that Riley. was a second person. Like we yeah. had, <sighs> we had, we had Riley we had, die. We had Riley die, and he had all he had, was able to craft all the Thorian Brotherhood like resistance gear, and then we had Seeky die, who had some crate like two hundred plus Dark Iron bars on him. Like, and, and at a certain point, and Ironfo. At a certain <laughs> point, it was okay. People are dying. People are burning out. Um, people, we, we, um, need consumables, right? Like we have to take a full week off basically and prep and get the consumables for this. Um, and there's just like, there was this outside pressure too, that we don't really talk about. Um, I don't know how many people have talked about it, but I felt it a lot because I was streaming it a bunch, like people coming in every day and asking like, when are you guys going to do it? When are you guys going to do it? And when you say like, well, you know, we're on this progression path. They're like, well, it's getting boring and dumb. It's taking you guys this long. So there's a number of reasons that we push to do it. Um, I think a lot of them are super valid, right? Like us also wanting to mitigate the risk of trying to do a lot of those bosses multiple times. Um, and just the player attrition and die like people dying, man. At a certain, it was dying. just like, Every time someone died, it was like, God, that's like that person's not going to be back in time. Right. That's just Uh, a loss. After after watching the last F's and chat with Winky and Car and Cargos, I just wonder how many years this road to rag contest took off of Cargos's life and how many (laughs) more weeks she would have went. 
how many more years would have been taken off as well? Yeah, yeah. I think that was a hidden factor that no one no one really thinks about is it's easy for Joe Schmo from their mom's basement to get on Reddit or YouTube and leave a comment like, oh, they death appeal. It doesn't count. Oh, there's there's four people of the 54 Raiders without the soul of Iron Buff because they DC'd when Blizzard DDoS their own servers, right? Uh, it, it's it's easy to say those things, but what they don't understand is that at, behind the computer screen, there are leaders of this community that are, you know, cargos, um, graze for days, even stay safe, Tyrannosaur, me, Jordy, Elenia, like all the mods of the community, we're shouldering a lot of the blame and, and, uh, you know, it's hard to not take it personal. Um, well, and it's, Cargos it's hard. It's yeah. Car like car cargos is such a nice guy. I remember the, you know, the day before the, the couple days, maybe a day before when the obsidian edge server was announced and I'm looking at the chat in discord and these trolls <laughs> are just trolling. Yeah. And Cargos is being nice enough yep. to answer every one of them, ask for suggestions, and I'm just sitting there going, "Just shut up!" Yeah, like, dude, it's, it's like, and it, th from the start to the end, Cargos just got. I mean, he got the rough end of the stick, yeah. and it's a bummer because he's such a nice it, guy. If you're Cargos right now and during the road drag and and while during the planning phase. It's actually lose, 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 lose. You do not win a single battle uh, when it comes to Road to Rag or any event. Is anyone in Cargo's position would have dealt with the same thing. He had people uh, hating on him for um, wanting to do Road to Rag to begin with, right? Then he had people hating on him about the rule set. Then he had people hating on him for choosing to not participate in the raid. Uh, because his character was the guild bank and it's like, yo, he, he stepped down from a raid roster position, which he well-deserved. He created hardcore. Wow. Right. And, and he stepped down to be the guild bank to hold flasks and, and, and black Lotus and like, and be the, you know, the cornerstone of, of what the raid team needs to succeed. We can't have people dying with Lotuses in their bags. Right. So he, he shouldered that whole responsibility. And in the meantime, Instead of making another hardcore hunter, he made a multi-life regular normal WoW hunter and went and killed the griefers 24-7. He was online 20 hours a day farming griefers behind the scenes. No one knew it was him. He was just a, a random hunter named Weeb Slayer X, and he ran around killing griefers, right? Yeah. And, and then he still got shit from all of his, like half of his community gave him shit for not, for not being in the raid. Yeah. And it's like, you just, you can't win if you're in that position. And I feel bad for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bummer. And, you know, big shout outs to Cargos for all the work he put in. And there's a lot of people too that, you know. Oh, man. They, they, oh, yeah. You all they back him and they support him. I mean, but, yeah. You know, I, Ompi needs a ton of, a ton yeah. of shout out, a ton of credit for what we did. Ompi probably, and I'll say this is like, I, I was one of like three people that were officers in a hardcore elite. It was like Ampi, Cargos, and me. And Cargos was doing all this other behind the scenes stuff. And Ampi and I were basically like, I was trying to manage like guild invites. I was trying to make sure that like the people that were hitting 60 were like, they were legit and they were getting verified and they were getting into the guild the right way. And Ampi and I like, I feel bad because I like offered Ampi help 
whenever I could. Um, but I think that he saw this as like a I need to do everything to make mm-hmm. sure it gets done correctly. So he and, did. And he, we needed him to do everything. And it kind of, yeah, it kind of had to happen that way because, and I've said this a few times, the way that Hardcore Elite worked was nowhere near a normal guild because it was everyone on Obsidian Edge Alliance that completed the Hardcore Challenge and verified the run was invited to that guild. It was, tr- it was like trying to. And just to let, just to let everybody know, the way to, to verify your run was with the Hardcore app. It's on Curse and yeah. everything else. Yeah, so you would you would run the add-on during your one to sixty run. As long as you followed the hardcore rules, you just copy a like the the add-on creates like a string of code. You copy that, you paste it into a link on the website. Kind of like a kind of like a weak aura, right? Yeah, basic. It, yeah, same exact thing. And then boom, you're good to go. You show up on the leaderboard, and then you can get into the hardcore elite guild. That hardcore elite guild ended up feeling like. It was like trying to to manage like a, a raid roster, but no one's actually in a guild. You're just doing it out of like world chat. If you can imagine doing that on like a classic vanilla server, like everyone is different. Everyone has different goals and expectations. Like the way that people like trade with one another and value items is all different. Personalities are different. Expectations are different. So it it could it did not function like a guild it functioned like an open community so we it was kind of like okay so in burning legion i was in i think it was olympus maybe was the name of like but the burning legion server in vanilla like the the one that like cleared molten core like uh second on the server like that was one that had 340 people in it and like 200 people were online at all time like it was it Kind of feels like it might have been similar yeah. to like the early vanilla powerhouse guilds. It yes, I think it was. I think the difference there is that like sometimes people would get to sixty and they're like, I like I'm gonna be in that molten core raid and I'm gonna do everything it takes yeah. to get there. And sometimes people would get to sixty and they'd be like, Well, uh, I completed the challenge. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just sort of I'll yeah. like never log in again, right? <laughs> now I'm, and so now you imagine have this, though. Well, and there was big. I mean, there was really good people that didn't make it into the raid. Like, for instance, Nom Nom. Like, yeah. he's one that, like, you know, there was just yep. crazy pumper rogues already in the guild, are already in the runs. So, yeah, yeah the, the there's rogue, a ton of people that got left out like like that. There were a few positions like Rogue was one of them that was incredibly competitive. Yeah. Um, like, if you were not full Prebus with Librams, you had to grind Argent Dawn rep to get your enchants. Like if you weren't the bis of bis, you were not getting into that raid full well, 0.5 set. Like after hitting 40 on the rogue, I'm kind of understanding why, like I've run, like I've run into so many things I can, there's so many elite quests. I thought I was going to have to skip, but after 40, I'm like, Oh, no problem. Okay. Cool. Yeah, like, rogues are really fun, by the way. They're my favorite class to yeah, play. Yeah, they hardcore. get really good. You have so many buttons to press. That's why I'm playing a rogue in our threesome. Yeah. yeah. So and you can vanish, so you don't ever have to worry about dying in a dungeon. You just leave your team for dead. And if, yeah, yeah, if you do prep, you can vanish twice, mm-hmm. sprint twice, blind twice. Yep. I mean, it's not so. Me right. three of you clearing a dungeon and you're vanishing on pole. Like, yeah, except you know, that, if they, except if that they it's delete. a trio. Yeah. So yeah. If, one, anyway. if, if any of us die, he has to delete. 
Yeah, but the thing uh, is, that makes it funnier. Vanish is still a really good utility for a rogue, oh, even for in sure. a trio, because I can yeah. drop threat with it. I can dump it back onto yeah, you the just tank. Pump, pump, you know? pump, 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 vanish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, you learn how to use uh, faint ag- again, where you'd forgot that that move existed. I'm still you know? gonna not train faint. I'm probably just gonna <laughs> blind an enemy and pump something down. Yeah, dude, I've had to <laughs> like, faint every dungeon because I'm usually like one level away from cap, and like I have to faint on cooldown. Bad Sorry, keep, sorry, but it Duran, didn't mean to. Duran keep good threat. Oh, you're good. I derail. No, you're good. It's it. It was a very interesting way to run a guild in a community, and so Ompi kind of had to do what he did, which was everything. Like mm-hmm. he had support in different areas. We had Oracle, who is a He's like a top like 50 mythic raider in retail. And he saw what was happening with Season of Mastery with these like boss changes. And he said, oh, I want to come help you guys. And I want to theory craft the most efficient way to kill every boss in MC. So God that you guys Oracle's take, a god. So you guys take the least amount of damage and you have the least likelihood of death. So he deep dove into every single boss kill on Warcraft logs. And he found the safest way for us to kill every boss. Yeah, Oracle, it, we could not have done this without Oracle yeah. with as little deaths as we did. Or, or yeah. he, like Oracle was daily comparing like 100 different Magmadar kills and saying like, okay, across all these kills, here's what the average outgoing DPS is. Here's where you should position your characters for like most most efficiency of like healing per damage done. And where the, here's where the ads are typically spawning when they come out. Like, dude, it's crazy the amount and of he, like knowledge he dropped. I don't think he ever, I don't think to this day, he's actually hit 60. And he died at 58. Oh, he, he died. died yeah, 50, that's right. He, he died at 58. We watched it on Epson chat in, in the Western Plaguelands graveyard. Yeah. Or no, the, the, the cauldron fields. Yeah. And so. Dude, those are dangerous. So he is one of those people that, again, like, wasn't ever in Hardcore Elite, but contributed so much to what we did that, like, we might not have been able to do it without him. Like, he's just one wow. example. When we first talked about you guys um, going into rag early and just like sending it, it was something I brought up. It's like, well, with logs and looking at other fights, you can predict a lot of these. You don't necessarily need like an attempt to know what the warrior tank needs to wear and how much damage they'll take and how many healers they might need because you have access to some additional information that if you look at that, that's a way safer method than going in. Let's Mm -hmm. see. Let's see if this works. And that's what Oracle's job was, was to predict predict all yeah, of those things in, yeah. all of those things at once well even then and, though like like yeah i think for us to go in and still because because like we didn't ptr at all yep um and i think that that is an important thing that you know people ask me that all the time they're like oh so how much ptr did you guys do none whatsoever so the first time we did shazra and we had to as like a group understand that like we basically have to stay on like a p- pixel perfect range stack and every time a blink goes out, we all have to move the right distance in the right direction, stack again, and then wait for another blink, stop DPS before it goes out, wait for the, and then like once it goes out, again, move and move in the right way in Shazra. And we have to do this right the first time, or people will die, or worse, will wipe. Like, it was a lot of pressure, and and we probably wouldn't have had as good of strategies had we not had people like Oracle and Ampi. Um, and that would Oppie was oh sorry oh no go ahead I was just gonna say Oppie like it was a really neat thing watching him ex explain each fight 
because it really did take me back to original vanilla when that was literally what happened before every fight. Like, whereas like now we're all speed, 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 speed. But like, it was literally what happened every fight. Like there was so much conversation going and well, not conversation, but like so much leading. Yeah. And like, I really enjoyed listening to it. And yeah, he's pretty incredible. Like his just, he keeps every, like, he reminds me a lot of our guild leader, like, just keeps, he always has a steady tone and doesn't get upset. Like, I mean, he was awesome to watch. Like, it was, it was something to remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ompi might actually go down in, in history as like one of the best raid leads Classic WoW has ever seen, strictly because of that Molten Core run. Like, the, yeah. And if you watched even some of the trash farms, like when somebody died, we we lost aid in a trash farm. It's and he quieted everybody he, immediately. Yeah, he just it said he said everyone shut up and focus. And like, yeah, he died. Who cares? And that was it. Like that was the whole thing. Like it, that's just what you have to do as a raid lead: just stay calm and collected. And like, you know, you lead your team to success, yeah. and that's what he did. Um, and that you know, he didn't do it all himself, of course, but. Uh, he was a huge uh, factor, and I think in the success of that raid. Yeah, and it'll be interesting seeing because I know what's going to happen, right? We're going to go back into Molten Core, we're going to clear it again, and Ompy's going to get mad, and he's going to come back and and want to main tank it. I oh, hope that kind of <laughs> yeah, I think... that kind of moves us here into the next. I have been really good about not looking at guild chat because you know like a lot of people talk about everything that's going on and you guys also had a meeting right before this episode. So I am literally in the dark. Tell me about the future of hardcore elite Yeah, on obsidian edge Alliance. Yeah. And you're going to get this. I don't know. Like, I guess people in chat and maybe before, or maybe after you post this or whatever, but so the conversation that we had today it's going to get summed up in some posts that are going to go in the different discords and things. And the main thing, the main point that I'm going to try to get across, and this covers both the NA road to rag and the EU, which the EU does not get enough credit. They are four out of 10 in MC right now. They are planning on doing another four out of 10 run on Tuesday. And then they're planning on going for 10 out of 10 the week after that. So they are still going. And you've been you've been streaming that when they've been yeah. running it. You've been streaming and commentating because uh, something people might not know is even the EU streamers all came over to the NA side. Yeah. So there's a, there's, there's a lack a of coverage. Lot of coverage. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So um, the thing the the big announcement, I guess the the big thing that I want to get out there is that there is going to be level 60 content going throughout the rest of season of mastery if you are someone that wants to do level 60 hardcore dungeons or raids or maybe you just want to get to level 60 and you know farm consumables or work on professions whatever it may be it's gonna be here for the rest of season of mastery hardcore elite on alliance on obsidian edge north america is going to be the place to be if if you have any interest whatsoever in doing level 60 hardcore content and you play on North America. And you're the new, you're the new GM, right? Yeah, I've taken over 
most of the, at least like the administrative responsibility, I've taken a lot of steps over this past week of putting people in leadership positions so that everything is more streamlined. So instead of it all falling on someone like it did on Ampi, we now have people that are going to, you know, cover the different roles. So like a healing lead, um, a caster DPS lead, uh, like a physical DPS lead. And and then we've got people that are managing all of the bank characters and then and just keeping track of like what raw materials do we have? What consumables do we have? And then we've got someone that's managing the professions. So across all of these level 60 hardcore characters, who has what professions and what important recipes so that if someone dies with one, we know, OK, we need either a new person to level that profession or someone who has it already to work on getting that recipe. So. I'm trying to put all these pieces in place so that you need uh you need to grab the add-on guild. What is it? Guild bank? Guild because it it it'll if everybody has it, it'll show all the professions oh, in yeah? the guild. You'll you you could just look at the guild tab and just see everybody's professions. I forget what it is. Kim Jong um oh, yeah. had a bunch of us down uh guild I'll books. S- yeah. Guild book. Guild book. Yeah, guild book. We do uh, have. I, yeah. I, I don't know if they have it for classic, but like it might be a real good tool for you to have everybody get. Yeah, I can talk to our. So now we have a lead that like that's his his one responsibility in the guild outside of just playing the game is helping track those things. And so, like, I started working on this stuff last Sunday, and as of today, um, these people are in place. People that are in hardcore elite that are still interested in raiding, which last I checked, it was like almost I think it was over 110 people that are still in hardcore elite said, yes, I want to continue raiding and pushing in game content. Um, We are in a position now where we have some structure and we have plans to raid as early as next Saturday and try to go back into molten core. We may not do a full run. But at least we're going to get back in and it's going to give people a reason to log in to farm consumables. It's going to give any fresh 60 a reason to actually, you know, farm Prebis and get their profession set up and all these things because they're going to see and they will hopefully know that this is not this was not a one and done thing. Right. Yes. Road to Rag was an event. Um, and it is now completed. But the future of what we're doing with Hardcore Elite and what the EU squad is doing with eternal is it's ongoing and it's going to go on for the rest of season of mastery and so that might mean anixia here in the short term um if we can find a way to kill her reliably that might mean bwl so we might have a road to bwl announced if we can figure out how to kill anixia without people dying every week um we're probably going to try zg we're probably going to try aq20 and who knows if we'll take take a you know a swing at aq40 and then you know my i i always thought people ask like what's the like you know ideal situation how this ends like if you're if your main character that you started day one of caesar mastery is alive in november of 2022 and it's a couple weeks before the end of caesar mastery what how would you want to die and i'm like let's go into nax like let's take a swing at some nax bosses and let's die as a raid trying to progress um, and in-game content. So that's my goal. Maybe you even get some of those burnt out dropouts yeah. that still have level 60 characters that are just chilling. Yeah. So that's well, my goal. Cl- Classic WoW is unique in that most of the gear for Molten Core is not actually your best for BWL. Um, 
A lot of it's... So, I mean, as a warrior, I literally went to BWL with, I think, one or two items that mm-hmm. I got from MC. The rest of it was from something else. I walked yeah, into I BWL mean, with a Corehound Tooth and Deathbringer, and yeah, the, everything the, else was previous. <laughs> the majority of, of BWL items are like, you know, a weapon here and there from Molten Core if you're a warrior, or, um, you know, toe app. You quick know, strike uh, ring, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the it's like random the necklace. Uh, quick strike. What's ring. what's the necklace? Is something of spell power or something like that? The um the choker the of fire lord. Cho- or, uh, yeah, choke. Yeah, there's choker. Lord. There's choker, and then there's like a healing ring or something. Like it's not that much. I think honestly, and this is just I haven't even told Duranosaur this yet, but I think the true road to BWL might it might benefit us to do that after ZG's out. Maybe we. Oh, yeah. Maybe we. Maybe we gear up in ZG, yeah, and and for a couple of weeks, and then we go in and try and pump BWL with a little bit better gear than BWL gives. I think, yeah, I think that that's, if anything, that's the that would be the hardcore way of doing it, and that that's probably a safer and smarter way. And ZG is going to be no small feat in its own. You know, there's a yeah. few bosses that are really easy; they roll over. But there's going to be some very stressful yeah. encounters in ZG. It's easy, it's easy to die in ZG. It's easy to, yeah, to die because there's out. mechanics. And mm-hmm. that'll be a good test of the players that we have at that point to see, like, can can you guys just perform these mechanics? Um, and that'll be a good test, especially if, yeah, if we're trying to go into BWL at that point. Yeah. I also would like to see Molten Core done with less consumables. I know that we, we're planning for success. And, and in order to plan for success, you have to literally no life consumables and like make sure you're 100% consumed up like flashed up ready to go but I, I i could foresee a future of us just not having enough consumes on hand and still needing to get the raid done yeah um so who knows right we are working on that yeah so that mm-hmm. i'm some of those people that have been promoted into leadership roles i i have sort of started tasking them with with thinking about like what is like what could we cut? Like what what's the bare minimum consumes for each boss mm-hmm. so that we could potentially farm, you know, yeah, as any, long as like, like the tanks have titans. Yeah. I think I think as long as the tanks have titans, eventually we'll get to the point where we don't need 100% consumes on every character. We could just tanks have titan flasks, everyone all the DPS just have their elixirs, you know, their food buff, whatever and then just go in there and pump it out. It adds yeah. maybe 30 seconds to each fight. It's not a huge deal. Not a not a game breaker. Yeah. And I think, yes, I think that that is probably a good direction for us to move. Because, yeah, soon, when we killed Dragon, there was two deaths. And those two deaths, you could argue, were, like, not... They weren't really preventable. Like, the amount of I think consumables... They were, I think both of them were pretty preventable, believe it or not. Well, preventable... Okay, so that's probably not the right Blend, word. But Blender I would say that... The consumables difference, right? That's not what what mm-hmm. made or break oh, broke those deaths. So, yeah, no. so then you can start talking about like, okay, you know, how do we mitigate those types of deaths, but also drop consumables? Because I think we can do both things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. So it's here's a the question. Yeah, Nax is a is out. It's a week before the end of season of Mastery. Mm-hmm. You have a Swift Zolian Tiger, though. 
Do you, you die? Down blaze of, yep, you, you go, go down, down with a, in a blaze of glory? Yep, or are you, you go, keeping you, that, that undead? Ride, you ride that tiger into battle and die with it. I I will always, and this isn't across the board, like Winky mentioned this earlier. If I die on my on one of those hardcore characters, I'm going to delete it. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't speak for everybody on that, but yeah. I, I think that um, there's a lot of people that still have that mindset. Like Parla is a good example. Parla keeps saying like, I'm here until we like push beyond what we are capable of doing. And until that moment, like I'm going to keep wanting to raid and tank and, mm-hmm. and do stuff. And I think Parla is yeah. an exceptional human being in that. Uh, he's always down to, to better himself in a video game. Not yeah. a lot of people are. I think Parla's a very interesting human. Yeah, for him to go from playing in apes and being a part of that like world record, like world first crew, and like was with them on private servers and like pushed the game to its boundaries to then say, "Hey, I'm an, I'm like I've hit I've hit the point with this where I feel like I want to take a step back," and then to join the hardcore community and now be a part of what we're doing here, like he might be one of the most like prolific classic wow vanilla wow players like of all time just because he's been a part of so many of these different things and he's just he enjoys it and he's very humble um has a very dry sense of humor which i love um and he's just he's around for it it's great Mm -hmm. yeah i think i could say the same with a lot of the i i really enjoyed that molten core and the and the road to rag um it got to shine the light on a lot of players who necessarily weren't well-known content creators or YouTubers or people who parsed really incredibly well in classic. And like they got to come out and show what they were made of and, uh, and kind of get some of the glory that they truly deserved. Like a couple that come to mind, like yam, 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 yam. HC was a warrior ex professional counter-strike player, total giga Chad warrior, like, like pumper energy. Right. And uh, died at like 58, you know, pushing like on world a paladin, first 60 yeah. on a paladin and he then was, immediately yeah. re-rolled and got to 60 on a warrior right after. Like he might have beaten me on a paladin. Yeah. Like he was, I, I, he was he was like the one of the main reasons I was leveling as fast as I was at launch of SOM was because I was like, there's this paladin who keeps catching up to me. Yeah. And then there's there's the like other warlocks like silly. And Asuvi, like, yeah. I don't know where these people came from, but they just heard like, oh, there's a classic WoW challenge. I am up for that. And they just well, showed up. A, a big problem of the vanilla is that the people who stood out were in speedrunning guilds and not everybody True. is interested in speedrunning. Mm-hmm. And then two, some people are just really good players and the content in classic is easy. You don't necessarily need to play. Like, you can be a serious gamer. Like there are people in uh our guild now who if they joined an incredibly strong guild would maybe stand out more like Mm -hmm. as a gamer in the world but if you're not a content creator and you're just like a serious gamer you might just be in a an 80 parse guild and you'll never shine but this sort of challenge involves a different level of play involves different like gamer skills yeah that that just like killing rag did not a normal vanilla like killing rag did not require the same skills that these hardcore like insane players have to be an addition to that molten core roster, it was one of the most grueling processes I've ever seen in my life. Like there was no, oh, your name is stay safe and you're a content creator, you're in automatically. You know, there was none of that. It was you come to a trash farm, 
and you prove your worth. And if you are slight, slightly less optimal than the person ahead of you, you're not in on the raid. Yeah. Um, and it was just one of those things. Uh, it was incredible watching the whole sorting process um, go, go around. And I would love to see multiple raid groups. If we get enough 60s, I would love to see Duran leading a raid and uh, someone else leading another raid, right? Just sign up and, and, and then yeah. we could have, you know, then we can have inter-guild uh, competition to see who, who can, you know, perform the best every week and things like My that. My palms are sweating. My palms are sweating <laughs> in B-Squad. <laughs> yeah, right? Oh, like, okay. <laughs> well, it's interesting. And, and uh, I, the, the next exciting thing, though, that, that I think we're going to see in, like, the most in recent history is going to be the EU attempting their, their raids. Um, yeah. They're raiding every Monday, right, Dranosaur? For us NA boys, Tuesdays, it's every Monday. I think. Monday, it's one of the two, right? Well, it's Monday or Tuesday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they usually Dranosaur is casting it, or Cat, uh, Apricot Cat is casting it as well. Um, and they're pushing to get 10 out of 10 soon, right? They just did 4 out of 10. Yeah, they want to so, do 4 out of 10 yeah. next week, and then 10 out of 10 the week after. Yeah, yeah. I'll put uh, I'll put Dranosaur's and Apricot's uh, Twitch in the show notes here this time um, stamp so you can see it. So just to end it out, tell anybody who wants to be involved, like, are we still using the road to rag server? Are we using the hardcore discord server? Like, yeah, I, and I need these links for the notes so people can actually get in touch. Cause there's a lot of people that yeah. join and don't here, know how to actually Duran, get in. You tell them I'll get links. Okay. Thank you. Um, so yes, I would say if you are interested, um, you definitely want to join the classic hardcore discord because after our meeting today, one of the things that we did talk about was moving a lot of the more like generic channels out of the road to rag discord and into the classic hardcore discord and housing as much as we can there. So classic hardcore discord is definitely the best one to join. But if you can, I would say join both because there's still a lot of things going on in the R2R Discord that's very specific to us playing on Obsidian Edge on NA and Kelsarar on EU. Um, yep. But what generally speaking, what people need to know if they want to do hardcore is just like look at the classic HC website, look at the rules and then go on to Curse Forge or use whatever add on, you know, software you have and download the, the hardcore add on. So you're just just follow the rules, which are also in the add-on. If you open up the add-on, it lists all the rules, so you don't even necessarily need to go anywhere. Um, okay, let just me run the add-on and follow the rules. I'm and you don't you need link. to be verified at level one. Right? Yeah, and you don't have to do anything like that. The first time I did it, I was like, I made a character, and I was like, verify? Like, what? What do I need to do? Like, I don't want to level. I don't want to hit level five and realize that I messed up. But yeah, yeah, you can just get the add-on. Let's do. Do make sure to. Like one of the hardest things is you'll get mail during a care, like during a run, you need to delete your character. You have to turn off the hardcore app to get your mail so you can delete your character. Yeah. Make sure you turn it back on when you start your run again. There's been a lot of people <laughs> that get to level eight and are like, oh shit. Yeah. I didn't turn the hard happened. the hardcore app back on. So like so we're yeah. we're currently working on a plethora of things. We had a meeting today about the future of hardcore and what and what the plan is moving forward. And I can tell you, uh, it's a very exciting future. So if you're 
just hearing of hardcore now or you saw the raid and maybe you saw a reddit post where people were talking shit and you just figured it'd be fun to play that game mode or something um if even if you don't feel like you have the time to level to 60 right i'd encourage you to join the discords join the community um there's going to be a lot of low level activities and community events coming up pretty soon um i'm running one cargos is running several of them jamin runs one every friday already um and that's what you were talking about with the low yeah, level the rating, 10 man rating right? yeah yeah and and these are all free you can just log into the game make a character join any of the hardcore guilds and ha- start having fun um and there will always be a cool event around the corner no matter what time of year it is we're always running some kind of fun cool event any level can join why don't you explain the other hard, like the up to level 60 hardcore guilds? Cause there's different ones. Yeah. A lot of people don't understand which one to join. So any of them <laughs> it's, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Um, if you're on obsidian edge, which is, uh, the NA server, you can, you can join any of the HC guilds through F, right? So there's HC alpha, Bravo, Charlie, Delta, Echo, and Foxtrot. Foxtrot. And Golf. Golf is a real one now, too. Is Gol- Golf is now a real one. Yep. All of these are just leveling guilds. There's no difference between them. There's no, you know... Uh, there are Foxtrot social differences. Are some There's some bad people, there, I will say There are, there are well, social differences. I'm kidding. I'm ki- we just had a bad run of Foxtrot people taking if, tags from right. us and everything well, else, way- but it changed later way, like it's so beam the way the guilds work is that the, there's social differences between each leveling guild so if you want to be a giga chad pumper you join hardcore charlie mm. which is also known as chuck gang right gang gang and then if you uh want to be a beta you join bravo because that's no. where the beta bravos are come on Winky. that's where we that's where the chill relaxed people are it's nice yeah. and chill if, Bravo's no super chill. And if you ever went on 4chan growing up charlie charlie's where you should be it's called low t okay or bravo it's <laughs> low, low testosterone yeah guild. it's a low t guild. Yeah. oh my gosh there are yeah. supplements you can take basically all you need to know is that uh, if you log in and you and you have the add-on running, look up just like slash who HC and look at the different guilds and you can you should be able to join any of them outside of HC Elite. Elite HC Elite is the level 60 guild. All the other guilds are leveling guilds. They're open to anybody at any time mm-hmm. on EU. Um, it's a little bit different, but I can actually tell you, I think right now. Um, on EU, they also have multiple leveling guilds, but they do it differently. So they have a guild for level one to 17, just called hold my beverage. And then, um, oh, they also have hold my ale, which is one to 17, but then they have a guild called mortal for 18 to 29. And then a guild called still alive for 30 to 59. So they break it up a little bit based on what level you are. And if you, you know, achieve a certain level, you can move on to the next guild. But NA is very much just join any of the leveling guilds. Um, and all of these and are listed this, on in both of the discords. That's that's a, that was the next question I was going to ask. All right. Well, and the website, classichc.net. Yeah. And on the go, website. Go oh, there. Yeah, if yeah. you want to go, if you really want Post the, that link in the chat, would you yeah, for yeah. me? So I remember when I'm doing the notes. Yeah. yeah. Classichc.net is a huge resource. There's a lot of cool things there. And it also, if you're interested in uh, creating content or you're a streamer, 
both of the discords and the website have free art assets to get you kickstarted in streaming. Um, I know a lot of people use them. We have like full-time artists that work with the community and like constantly just kick out cool new art yeah, assets wait, and neat on. things that you're interested do you have, in. Do you have good, like, okay, so see how bad the boxes are for my uh, stream Yeah, here? we've got way, way better boxes. Yeah, you can just go steal oh, some please. of those boxes, Bob. Yeah. Oh, just go steal you. some of them. Yeah, Do go it. get go get them. Go go to the go to the classic hardcore Discord. There's a stream elements uh tab that you can go to and like pick up whatever you want. Yeah, stream <sighs> elements and art assets. I think there's upgrade. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> yeah, and and the new some of the new events are going to be like leveling cups, so like le- you know, fastest level at the end of the 6-hour time period wins, you know, cash prizes, things like that. So like Anybody can truly get involved in any of these events at any time. Just join the community hangout. Um, and then you can always stop by Blaze and Bob's stream and subscribe if you want to as well. Twitch Prime. You yeah. could. All right. <laughs> Man, all right. Well, guys, uh, so I have an add-on to the week, no. but I'm not going to do it. And... Uh, <laughs> Why not? I've had a lot of people. Well, just because uh, we don't have time. We oh, okay. have a half an hour until we have to get to our trash farm. Oh, geez. And uh, on top of it, we also have Yip's lore segment. We got segment a lore for, section that got cut last yeah. week for nonsense. <laughs> cut again. And then, well, last week I asked you if you'd do it. You were like, no. Dude, we were four <laughs> hours into a stream that started late. That was your fault, not mine. We're doing it now. I'm doing my lore now. Yeah, what's the lore? Oh, okay. What All do you right, mean? Dude. What do you mean? Awesome, we're awesome. doing. You tried to Hold cut on. it again. You saw it live. Going- I wrote it in the patch in the notes. It's sitting oh, right there in the notes. Oh, okay. okay. You wrote lore. Oh, I wrote lore really four. big and bold <laughs> in the patch in the notes. Uh oh. Winky, is this what Jesus it's like when you God. and I are? Yes, it is. Yeah. Just remember next week when he tries to pretend he didn't try to cut it. This, uh, uh, honestly, I thought you would want to get to raid, but this is exciting for me. And let's move into. Gather around the fire, everyone. I have a story to tell. So two weeks ago, we talked about Archimonde. Now we're talking about Illidan, the other, the other major player of the new content. So let's start back at the beginning. Some of this might be overlap, but we'll, we'll go through quick. Illidan's, Illidan's pretty smart, or pretty simple. I don't know why I said smart. He's very simple. As a kid, Illidan is Malfurion Stormrage's brother. He's like the leader of the Night Elves. Druid dude who falls asleep for like all of this in, entire time. I think he's asleep in vanilla. Malfurion Stormrage is in the Emerald Dream hanging out. But as kids... Malfurion and Illidan both had a crush on the High Priestess Tyrande, whatever her face is. Not really that important, but you gotta have that little, like, ooh, there's a girl involved. It's not just magic and Azeroth. There's gotta be, there's gotta be some other brotherly hate here going on. So, a little, a little bit of backstory there. But, as they grow up, uh, the most important thing that happens is the War of the Ancients. So 10,000 years ago, we talked about the Well of Eternity uh, being basically this magic font on Azeroth, and as Shara messing with it is what causes the Burning Legion to set their eyes on Azeroth to begin with. So Illidan is sort of interested in, in, in magic and helping out with this. So unfortunately, he is, uh, 
considered the betrayer uh, because instead of destroying the Well of Eternity, he uh, sided with Kill Jaden and <laughs> he sided with Ashara and uh, that was not very good. So that's why he was imprisoned for 10,000 years. So at the beginning of the cinematic, you hear him say, imprisoned for 10,000 years. Uh, the reason that that happened is because uh, he... Uh, joined the Burning Legion for just a moment during the War of the Ancients so that he could gain more power. And that's sort of Illidan's kind of thread. It wasn't because he likes the Burning Legion. It's because he wants more magic and more power. He realized that when the Well of Eternity was destroyed, which is what we were trying to do or what the Night Elves were trying to do, that he was going to lose all his insano powers he was gaining. Uh, so he briefly joined. Uh, <laughs> and unfortunately... Uh, was labeled as the betrayer, and that's why Illidan is the betrayer. But he did one maybe good thing, maybe not good thing. He stole a vial from the Well of Eternity to create a second Well of Eternity, and that's what Nordrasil is, and that brings us into the whole Archimonde story. So basically, um, what happens is he is imprisoned for 10,000 years, like in total darkness and silence, um, but before that happens, he pours a vial of the Well of Eternity, he creates a new yeah. one. And I have a question real quick. Yep. Sorry, sorry, I didn't. Isn't he already in darkness because he's like, aren't his eyes covered by like blindfolds? Do you, you think he was born that way? Bob? Wait, but is, yeah, but is that he's not what, covered in blindfolds? No. Not like, is that the reason he has the no, blindfolds? No, it's not the reason he has the blindfolds, Bob. <laughs> he's, in, he's in prison with no lights on, Bob. He doesn't have any blindfolds yet. We haven't gotten there. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> he's in. He's literally in a box that is dark. That is why he's in eternal darkness for 10,000 years. Archimonde comes, though, to attack this new Well of Eternity. Uh, because, uh, you know, I don't even know why we made one. I, he decided to make one. Second Well of Eternity. Burning Legion's like, well, hey, we hate the Well of Eternity. So, Kill Jaden has made the Lich King at this point. Uh, Arthas is killing his dad over at uh, Lordaeron, and Archimonde's climbing his way up the mountain so that he can uh, take the Well of Eternity and kill Nordrasil. Uh, but Tyrande lets Illidan out of his prison so that he can help uh, in this third war. He's given a chance at redemption. And how does he use that chance? And it's Illidan's a little confusing because a lot of his story gets retconned where he's sort of like the anti-hero. Um, I don't think he's at, at, right now in TBC. He is not an anti-hero yet. He's not like everything I do is actually because I'm a good guy. He's kind of just like a power hungry freak. Uh, so what he does is he goes and fights Tychondrius, who is a dreadlord, uh, also a very large server. And this is when he takes the skull of Gul'dan. And you casters should know all about the skull of Gul'dan. It's literally the skull of Gul'dan. <laughs> the dude who opened the, uh, the dark portal. He is, he's just got a lot of fell energy in him. He's drank a lot of demon blood. So this is when Illidan takes the skull. He absorbs all of the fell energy. He grows out horns. This is probably when he puts his blindfold on. Uh, he oh, can wait, actually. So he didn't have horns before. Me and Bob are on the same page here. Bob? I love it, uh, I, dude. Remember, I have no idea. Like, like this is, <laughs> yeah, this is lore for. Okay, 
Like, so I'm actually Stormrage, about this. the leader like of the Night demon. Elves. His yeah, brother like is thing. also a Night Elf, Bob. <laughs> All of these people are Night Elves right now. I had no clue. So I, I, he, I absorbs, did too. he absorbs the fell energies from the Skull of Gul'dan, and Gul'dan that again? is when he becomes a demon. So he's a uh, Night Elf uh, up until this is point. Also a night, elf. night Elves? Tychondrius has it. Oh, um, okay. So he fights... Tychondrius so, is a dread. I'm, so, I'm so lost. He's working dude. with. So dude, in this the third is awesome, war, because like I had no idea any of this shit, dude. In the third war, so in the in the third war when Archimon comes, where we go back to Mountain High Jaw, Illidan and Night Elf, who is Malfurion Stormrage's brother, one of the leaders of the Night Elves, is imprisoned. He got imprisoned in the War of the Ancients. All this happens. So long ago, but night elves are immortal. So they he just sits in darkness for 10,000 years. Archimon comes to attack Mount Hyjal. They release him, the night elf Illidan Stormrage. He goes to help uh, and he fights Tychondrius, stealing the skull of Gul'dan, absorbing the powers and becoming a demon. And this is when he loses his eyesight, but he actually has eyesight. Um, that's why his eyes like glow through it. He can just like only see like demons or something. I don't know. He's got some kind of weird demon sight. Um, so it's like a little bit different than just being blind. Uh, but that is when, and this is actually what get, gets him banished. So it's not him. The reason he goes to Outland is because Malfurion is like, dude, you can't just become a demon. Like, <laughs> that's not cool. So he gets banished from Azeroth, basically. He gets banished from Kalimdor. Um, and then he, he ends up going to Outland after that. So that's why he's like a demon in Outland. He's actually just a night elf who becomes a demon by infusing himself with fell energy from the skull of Gul'dan. Your character doesn't and that's why when you kill demon, then. Illidan, he drops the skull of Gul'dan. Oh, okay, yeah, it. that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. He already absorbed all the fell, the, the nascent fell energies. He just holds it for fun, like a trophy. Is that why the is that why the art from TBC back in the day was like Illidan, like kneeling and He's like holding, holding the skull? Yeah, he oh, holds the skull cool. of Gul'dan because that. that's where his like, nice. powers like, are coming flavor from. The yeah. Dude, I, dude, I, like, I feel like we're missing, like, every time Yip does the lore thing, I feel like I've just missed yeah. out on a yeah. really great story by instant quest decks. My favorite part of WoW is the lore. I've, I always love the lore of this game. I, I actually have a theory about it because I, I was taught, we were talking about this in the threesome the other day, like, lore. <laughs> I have no, I have never been into WoW lore, right? And I feel like if you actually know all of the world, like the Warcraft lore, it pr you actually have like a like it's like a buff, like it's like a like a consumable, right? Like you drink it, and it actually protects you from burning out on Warcraft. Yeah, I think that I feel like people people that know lore don't burn out of playing WoW, whereas people that just play to like raid and kill bosses and and do good on Excel sheets, they burn out ten times faster. So last two weeks ago, yeah. we talked about Archimon. I'm, I'm sure no one remembers. I say no one like you two were there. But <laughs> but Bob, when we killed Archimon, you know how we didn't get him to zero percent? How you actually get him to like 10 percent and then wisps fly out and attack him? Yeah, yeah. Well, it came out, I, like I was literally on stream going. Well, Yip just said we completed it. Are the wisps going to kill it? Well, like, I, I was just that's, so like, that's oh. what happens. The wisps fly out. They they use the power of Nordrasil, which is like Teldrassil. It's a it's a life. It's a world tree. 
uh, that's on Mount Hyjal. They use that energy, killing Nordrasil and removing they the, the Night Elves lose their immortality at the cost to in order to defeat Archimon. So that's what happens. Like all night elves, all like, night like, elves like all night elves lose ever. their immortality. That's why when you start, so even if you read even quest like text, Legion and stuff, like they're still not. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they gain back their immortality ever. And in fact, Teldra still wow. burned in retail, so they must like have. Oh, they probably true. have like a normal lifespan <laughs> too at this point. But if you read a lot of the vanilla WoW quest tests in Teldrassil, they're all like, oh, "Remember when we were immortal? Oh man, life sucks now." Like they all, they're all talking That's, about it uh, all the dude. time. Even the okay, so I've been playing the you know the druid in hardcore, and I've been doing slash silly because I love that emote because it tells jokes. There's like four or five different jokes for each race, and he, they literally make fun of it. He's like, oh re, re, yeah, I, I can't remember the exact, but remember when we were immortal? I mean, it's no big deal or something <laughs> like that, you know? Like, yeah, I love it. I love the I love the con the contrast between you and Yip right now. Yip's like deep into this lore and knowledgeable and then and then bob's like yeah that's funny i liked when i type slash silly <laughs> hey, <those laughs> like, <are> the... like, <laughs> lord like lord the lore is nuts like and it kind of like opens my eyes because i've literally never paid attention to it because you know well, it's, reading it's interesting i want to do i want to do, do a whole hardcore warcraft playthrough where i i read every quest like i read the text out loud I mean, doing that's the role what this fan does like yeah, well, yeah we'd have to if we're gonna role play i'm it. gonna blow your mind now and i'm only about 95 percent. what i'm about to say is correct <laughs> so have okay. you noticed that there's naga and outland and that actually doesn't make any sense because naga are actually transformed night elves uh, they were the night no, elves they're like water creatures they're like water serpents yeah but they were night elves who got yeah. turned into that at, in the War of the Ancients. So as Shara's Night Elves basically turned mm -hmm. into Naga. And uh, Lady Vash is actually Illidan's lieutenant. And they go to Outland together with an army of Naga. That's why they're all there. So they weren't actually out in oh. Draenor. They were brought there from Azeroth with Illidan. Lady Vash is his lieutenant. So Illidan turns into a demon during this war. He later comes back and fights the Lich King. It's really not that important. He loses to the Lich King. Um, but he goes out to cool. Outland. He sees Kael'thas there. They become homies. And he'd been Kael'thas's Illidan's lieutenant. And uh, Illidan goes to the Black Temple, which Magtheridon is the ruler of. And is like... But we killed Magtheridon. Well, we beat, he beats Magtheridon and enslaves him under Hellfire Citadel. And that's why Magtheridon's there, like, being, like, magically held there um, by, by orcs. It's because Illidan comes to Outland and just takes it over. And he's like, yep, I'm the ruler of Outland hmm. now. And then just hangs out in the Black Temple. Um, and that's the... And wasn't Outland, like, the initial, like, like home of, of like, the orcs Yeah, or so it's shit? the original home of the orcs. Um, but mm -hmm. what ends up happening is Kil'jaeden and Archimond, who are the leaders of uh, Argus, which is where the Draenei originally from, those two and Prophet Valen, the leader of the Draenei, they escape. Well, Private Valen and the Draenei escape Kil'jaeden and Archimon because Kil'jaeden and Archimon decide to work with Sargeras. They, they take on demonic mm -hmm. energies. They become like demonic Eridar, which is why they're like big and red and scary. Everyone. Yeah. And that's isn't that like the part of the Warcraft movie? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like Goldan comes out. And like so they, they that's like the that's, to that's part two. 
Part one is okay. Argus. <laughs> Part one is this Argus is so cool. where the Draenei leave. So we're actually the second landing of the Draenei. The Draenei first go to Draenor, right? That's why they're called Draenei. It's because they're actually Eridar. The race is Eridar. They go to Dra- Draenor, Draenor, and the orcs mm-hmm. are there. Kil'jaeden appears to the orcs, pretending to be like the elements, like, hey, shaman, <laughs> I'm the elements. Um, drink <laughs> demon blood. You should drink demon blood. And they're all like, really? And Ner'zhul, down. All right. Ner'zhul <laughs> yeah, is the leader wait. of the orcs. He's like the big shaman. Does, does Duranisaur know all this? Because he's just like soaking it in. Duranisaur and Me's face are like... <laughs> Yeah, like this you, you whole time, I've heard a lot of no, this. No, no. You know, what Yip? What? Yeah, like, I have a, Yip, a million dollar idea for Yip. Hold on, hold on. Before though, okay. If the WoW lore was like the way Yip talks it, mm-hmm. I actually would pay attention. I love yes, how he's like that's that's and the million they became dollar homies, idea. and that like yeah, I mean, like it's the, it's the, awesome. The, you know how there's like drunk history on YouTube. You need to do like drunk Warcraft lore, Yip, where you sit there and get get a few. You know, Brewski's down and then just drunk, and then just explain lore. You nailed <laughs> like, it with the drunk. That's the best way to explain it because there are people who do really good lore videos, which is not the kind of lore nah, I know. Do, yeah, I know the baseline. Someone actually mentioned yeah. Kill Jaden appeared as Nerzul's dead wife. That's actually uh, so Mancrick's wife. Basically, Kill Jaden was Mancrick's uh, wife, but Nerzul ends up betraying Kill Jaden. Well, no, (laughs) this is this is interesting. This is a little (laughs) bit interesting. Nerzul is the one on Draenor who first talks to kill Jaden and leads like he decides not to help kill Jaden and drink the demon's blood. And as a punishment, kill Jaden makes Nerzul the Lich King. That's where the Lich King comes from is Nerzul is the first shaman who was like, we are not going to be doing this. Then Gul'dan was like, Hmm. We're doing it. And then that's when all the bad stuff happens on Draenor. Um, the opening of the Dark Portal is the reason why Outland gets destroyed. It used to just be a normal planet. Um, but the openings of the Dark Portal destroy Outland and make it like horrible. And uh, then the Draenei leave that on their spaceship. And imagine crash landing on the planet that the portals get opened to. Like what a roundabout way to end up on Azeroth is taking a spaceship yeah, here suck. as opposed to just taking a portal here. Um, but that's mm-hmm. the gist. Illidan is now the ruler of Outland, basically. And that's why that's why he's kind of like, it's kind of weird if all this stuff came out like really early. It's like you're kind of getting the end boss of Outland really soon. Because even kill Jaden, you don't fight him on Outland. You fight mm-hmm. him on Azeroth. So it is a little bit like mm-hmm. Illidan is the end of Outland. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you should do Drunk Lorecraft. I think I'll do Drunk Lorecraft. Yeah, maybe maybe if you want, I'll just join in yeah. so that you can be talking to someone. Yeah, I need I need that knows they, nothing. We'll just ask. I know nothing about questions, the right? It it yeah. is important because yeah. I'll be honest. I had not considered that people didn't know that Illidan was a night elf. I had not. Dude, I don't know. I shit. had not even considered. I saw that hordes, that was an like, option. Yeah. His name's Illidan yeah. Stormrage. Like if his name if his name was like. Illidan Rin, you wouldn't be like, uh-huh. isn't that the name of the leader of Stormwind? Like, aren't, isn't the leader of the Alliance? No, no, I would just kill him and try <laughs> and get so my crazy. 1% yeah, drop. Yeah, yeah, I, need, I need someone there yeah. to focus my, like... Yeah, maybe me and Bob should yeah. join. And dude, we'll just, I'm, we'll dude, just I'm get, down. Like, like yeah, we'll, we'll put just it on pour, your like, YouTube. Drinks. It'll be a completely yeah. different thing. I'd love that. Like, this yeah, has and been then it'll fun. just be... 
It'll just be Yip explaining lore to both of us yeah. for hours. <laughs> lore hours. for dummies. I can't. Yeah, I can't and we I can start it. at the beginning. We can start at the very like work. Hell yeah! We can start right at the beginning. The only problem is retconning. That's the biggest issue. Is they put out? Yeah, just starting classic. They, yeah, we we just yeah, no you have to go through expansion because yeah, the books yeah. that come out later, I think, are really good and awesome, and I have read like the Chronicle series especially is good because that's when they redefined like. Hey, it's literally yeah, like me the and Bible. Bob can't read. They have a Genesis. They're like, there was nothing, and then there was the light. And whenever there's light, there must be the void. And it's like, okay, this is like the oh, Bible Lord. of so that retconned <laughs> like everything. And in my head, I'm like, what? Dude, what? I think it could be really funny because yeah. literally, if it's lore for dummies, like there would be so many times we'd be like, Bob. <laughs> it was just a night elf. You freaking <laughs> yeah, idiot. <laughs> like, you know, like, it'd be great. Like, it'd there, be great yeah. content. I, I mean, I yeah, guess you, you just start, you start at elf. the beginning, and then we got at least 10 or 20 episodes before the first retcon. Yeah, that's very true. We, there's at least that many. Yeah. I mean, every raid. And then you, could the, e- then you could even explain the retconning, because then me and Bob would be like, but didn't this happen? And you'd be like, no. <laughs> Blizzard <laughs> said it. Actually, didn't happen. Like, like, <laughs> and he even did the glasses <laughs> push oh, up yeah, with yeah, it. You have to. Well, you see, Activision got involved. <laughs> like, that's oh, true. Someone man. mentioned that Malfurion does have bird arms, which is which is true. But that's just like druid nonsense. They, they don't look Fucking like it either. But that's all that's everything. We're we're cutting. We're running out of time. That is Illidan and some some other knowledge as well too. Um, cool. Go kill him. He's a bad boy. Ooh. And actually, <laughs> one of the retcons is you don't kill him. Actually. <laughs> He's uh, frozen in time, and you unlock him or something later to help again. Oh, oh, is that is that when the is that when the time dwarf comes in? <laughs> it's the you know the you know the time dwarf. What's his name? The champion. Yeah, the please come over here. Magni Bronzebeard or whatever. He's just a, he's <laughs> yes. literally a diamond man, man made out of diamond. <laughs> Azeroth wants your help, and it's like okay. Yeah, it's, <laughs> Go, go absorb some diamonds for me, champion. Very I was bizarre. talking to Mel's <laughs> brother, who's like a mythic raider in retail, and I was talking about us like doing this phase, and he's like, I've just killed all these bosses so many times when they're brought back to life or yada, yada, yada. I just can't keep them all straight. That's why Shadowlands was cool, because they were like, we didn't bring them back to life. You're just killing <laughs> they're them dead. in the underworld. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, this has been a banger of an episode, guys, oh, yeah. but we're going to have to get out of here. So don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WC Reloaded. You can follow the Mash Those Buttons Network at the Mash Network. If you want to send us an email, something long form, do so by sending it to WCRpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to join the Mash Those Buttons Discord, it's mash.gg slash discord. Ratings and reviews. You guys have killed it, but unfortunately, our backlog is done now. We have no new reviews for next week, so if somebody could jump on there, (laughs) iTunes, um, Spotify, you can give stars, uh, but we can't really read your actual review, but uh, you can also go to... uh, warcraftradio.com slash directory and review us there and you can tell your guild about our podcast and you can laugh at our trials and tribulations every week just tell people about the pod and that's the best way to help us 
All right. Yep. Where can we find you? Hi, you can find me on everything at the Yip Show and find uh, our new show, Drunk Lorecraft, <laughs> on YouTube. Dude, I love it. Let's seriously, like, yeah, dude, I, I will give you my time weekly. All right, let's we'll, we'll put it together. All right, so nice. pilot. And uh, Duratosaur, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash Duranosaur, D-U-R-A-N-A-S-A-U-R, uh, and then on Twitter at Duranosaur24. Awesome. And Winky, you're streaming once again, right? You're streaming mm-hmm. like Indeed. regularly again. So where can we find yeah. your stream? Twitch.tv slash Winky. Or you can find my consensual threesome at twitch.tv slash Duranosaur. Fair, fair, fair. Because sometimes he'll stream it, but I won't. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, well, you can find me on Twitter at blazed underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can also find me on Twitch streaming. I just hit a thousand hours, guys, streaming. Um. Yeah, and like I'm pretty. I I don't think I streamed much before. Like I got a affiliate years ago doing Overwatch streaming. Like it's been weird, but you know I'm streaming at Twitch.tv/slash Blazebob. So come come by and say hi. Let's get out of here, dudes. (laughs) Thank you guys for having us. Definitely, definitely. This is, I think, the longest episode we've ever done. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I'm going to stop recording now. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord.